talk to you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Stone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked and loaded and ready to go on a Friday night. We're doing the show a little bit early because our boy, Michael Merkel, is standing up into... Or in a, not into, in a wedding as the best no, I'm man for a friend of the show, little Petey Pump. Petey Pump. Um, getting hitched. So congratulations out to him and their families. Uh, good looking out, Petey. Um, but, Mike, we got a loaded show as always, right? Obviously, we're talking AEW All In. We're talking NFC South. We got some fantasy football topics we're going to be talking about. And I want to start off the show today, Mike, with something that I saw online. And I thought, you know, what better person to talk about this with than one Merck Zone, Mike Merkel? I'm going to, we're going to rank, Mike, mm-hmm. some of the biggest moments in sports, meaning I'm going to take the four playoff series for the four major sports right so super bowl the world series like the road to the world series right the nba finals road to that um and obviously you know whatever hockey does no i'm just kidding (laughs) the road to the stanley cup right Mm -hmm. so the four playoff structures plus march madness for the ncaa basketball plus the final four for the college football playoff Mm -hmm. and masters sunday Okay, so the way I want you to think about this, right, is not just the one game, but it's the it's the whole playoff format. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and rank those for me in terms of intrigue, in terms of level of excitement, in terms of you know, like overall, right? Like when you hear about th- those ones, right? Because I think those are the big major ones in sports. I would say the World Cup and stuff, but they only happen every four years, so it's, it's I think it's harder to rank because of course it's going to have a lot of intrigue because you don't get it. It's like the Olympics, right? It's kind of like that. I want like no one's a curling fan, but you wind up watching curling during the Olympics because mm-hmm. you just want to see what the hell's sure. going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the ones that happen every year, right? No matter what, COVID be damned, you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we didn't add tennis because Rob wouldn't let me. Okay, fine. I mean, you could throw like Wimbledon in there or whatever, yeah. but you know, I, I like some, be- some people like clay, the clay court. Some I, people like the grass. See, I started watching the U.S. Open the last couple of years. See, there you go, right? Hard, so, so it's different, right? Like you know, if you're a big Federer guy, you're probably a grass fan. If you're a clay fan, right, you're probably more of a Rafael Nadal guy. And mm-hmm. if you like both, you're in a you know, a, you know, Djokovic. Yeah, exactly. So it works out. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know tennis people. All right. Pete Sampras. You, I was just saying, you name like the three big guys. Yeah, so exactly. That's it. that's it, right? You know, yeah. I got it. You know, Andre Agassi, he's been retired for 35 years, but it's fine. Um, all right, so let's start at the bottom, right? Okay. So we got, let's see, the four, right, plus March Madness, college football finals, right, and the Masters. So we have seven. Yeah. Seven of these, right? Seven or my six? Seven. Seven. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, seven of these. So what's number seven for you in terms of, you know, hype, excitement, importance, value, all that good stuff. It's hard because they all have their qualities, right? Yeah. The hard part is three of the seven yeah. have the exact same format. Right. Right. So you those ones are hard because mm-hmm. it almost at that point it's like, all right, bias then. So yeah. I'm trying to take bias out of it. Yeah, well the format you gotta think of, you know, uh, the importance, right? Yeah. You know, I, I like to also think of like the variety, right? I think it's a lot more fun at times to be like you never really know who's in it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the tournament's always fresh. Yeah. I think my seven would be the college football playoff. Okay. Okay. I Now, when they expand it, yeah. it'll Different. probably change. Yeah. But the, just the four-team format mm-hmm. just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. 
Most years, there's always a blowout. One of the games suck. Yeah. This year, the championship game suck. Well, usually, right. out of the three, yep. One, one of game them is a disaster. Right. Every single year. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm, you, you literally can cherry pick it. The championship game last year, Michigan and Georgia, two, two uh, years it ago, was a disaster. Um, what was it? Uh, like Alabama, Ohio State was pretty yeah, bad. Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Every time Oklahoma was ever in one, yeah. outside of the LSU, game. Oklahoma, when LSU scored the first five straight touchdowns, yes, not the best luck. Right. Even going back to the first year, Oregon blew out Florida State yep. off of Ohio State's close game. Yep. But yep. You, like every year, you know, Michigan State got blown out. Yes, they got like shut it's out. Alabama. Yep. Like it's Alabama. So like every year, one of the two or one of the three. Yeah are usually really, really bad. Yep. But then you get some good ones in there. Yeah. You know, you get it's some, so like, hard instant, to get there. You got to be a top four team. You, know, you got to win your bowl games, all that. You know, yeah. ask USC. <laughs> uh, yeah, ask USC. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would say that seven. Okay. I think it definitely could get moved up once you add the 12 and mm-hmm. you get, like, that one, like, 10 yep. seed that makes it or something, that one, yeah. like, Cinderella story team. Yep. Uh, I think it would get moved up then. But until I see it, and until I see, it, like, how the format works and everything, yep. just the four team – just doesn't do it. I yeah, I'm actually in agreement with you here. I, I I think I agree with a lot of the same sentiment, right? Even though, you know, as Michigan fans, we've benefited of being in it, right? And maybe if you're an Alabama fan, you're like, well, I've benefited quite a bit from this format, <laughs> you know, winning as many as you have. Uh, but I agree with you, right? The quality of games, it's either really, really good or really, really bad, and there's not a whole lot of in-between. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of variety in the teams usually either, and it's, it's usually a massive chore to get a new team in, right? Yeah. It's it's a Cincinnati that has to be perfect for basically it has to be good for two years in order to justify it. Right. Yeah. I, I think the thing that they, they overlooked in this format that yeah. the 12 team fixes mm-hmm. is when you have the BCS, right. It was kind of just like the whole field was open. Right. And so all of the top two recruits were like, Oh, we can go anywhere. Right. And we just have to be one well, of the top two. And you would yeah. think the top four would expand that. Yeah. But once Alabama makes the first three, it's like, okay, all the star recruits are just going to go to Alabama right. because they're guaranteed to be in it every single year. Right. And it, it hurt the variety of the league. Having 12, now if you're a five star kid, you could mm-hmm. be like, Okay, am I going to be the sixth string guy in Alabama? Or I could be the starter right. at, right. you know, TCU or something yeah. and still have a chance of being a 10 seed or something. Right. So, well, think- and to your point, right, the BCS, right? Like, I remember back in the day where, like, Kansas and Missouri were at one point the number one and number two team in yeah. the country just because they were undefeated. And it was you know and I mean? it was really more of winning your conference yep. and winning like the yep. Rose Bowl or winning, you know, right. the Orange Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Like winning the bowl game was really the big thing. Oh yeah. Like talk to me twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the Rose Bowl. We're good. I go, No, you want to win the national championship? Yeah, but it's the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Like like it was always cool to go to the Rose Bowl and everything yeah. like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's literally like, Oh, you're in the Rose Bowl. I couldn't even tell you who was in the Rose Bowl last year. Right. Exactly. It's all it's, just yeah, the final four. Oh, Stanford's playing whoever. I go, I don't give a shit. You yeah. know, like, like this past year, because you had Ohio State and Michigan in, mm-hmm. you had Penn State, who was third in the Big Ten, not even <laughs> in the Big Ten championship game, yeah. Yeah, get exactly. in there because right. they were like, I, we have to pick someone from the Big the same Ten. Same Penn State team got dog walked by a Michigan and Ohio State. So yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah, well. not the greatest look. Exactly. So yeah, so there, there's seven. Format, once it goes to 12, I think could be more interesting, but they're seven okay. right now. All right, so that was seven. What's six for you? Um, okay, so the rest of these I actually generally enjoy. Yeah. I would say six is probably the Masters. Yep. Only because it's, we add this one, this was our latest addition to the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's technically not a playoff. No, no. So I'm going to put it at six, but yeah. that Sunday, 
can yeah, be Sunday's hu- yeah, Sunday's huge, right? Especially if, if you got, you know, especially now that betting, I think, has come into it. Mm-hmm. I think it, it almost helped golf in yeah. summer. But, you know. I would say in terms of single game outside of the Super Bowl, it's yeah. probably the, one of the biggest sports Yeah, because you're literally hanging on every moment where you're like, oh. Oh, he birdied. Yeah. Oh, he po- Oh, now we got some movement, right? Can this guy come in in the final day? Can he outlet? And it's always those lines of, oh, we got a Tony Finau as the leader going into day four. And you go, who the hell is Tony yeah. Finau? Then, Can he hold then, on? And then the Tiger just kind of comes in right. on day four right. on a Sunday and wins it. You know, we've seen the Jordan Spieths, right, have mm-hmm. a dominant first three rounds and totally collapse in yeah. round four. And you go, what happened, right? So, you know, I think... If we would have had this show 20 years ago when Tiger was in his prime, I think maybe it'd be higher oh, just 100%. because of, of what Tiger was able to do, where you're like, oh, he's playing, so he's the favorite, but can he get it done, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, oh, he's on, he's in the top 10, you know, so he's chasing, don't want Tiger chasing me. And we got a glimpse of that, right, a few years ago when Tiger won the Masters, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Um but imagine that on that whole scale, right, where yeah. now it's like, man, but now everyone's just so good. You have so many golfers where you're like, it's it's – it's, it's an open field. Really, it really yeah. is. Yeah, so that's six for me. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm going to lean with you there on six. Um, like like you said. And I also think, too, you have to, like, understand a little bit. And I think the presentation's difficult at times. You know, like, if you're if you're used to being on your phone all the time and kind of constantly going from thing to thing, golf is not the sport for you. It's mm-hmm. just not, right? Like, you have to understand the subtlety of it. You have to understand, like, why they're doing the things that they're doing. Yeah. And if you don't – and if you don't – pay attention and, and listen, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, I don't understand why I give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and we chose the Masters specifically because I think that's the most synonymous one, right? Like, you want to win that green jacket, mm-hmm. right? Like, you want, like, there, it's an exclusive club. You win it. You play in the Masters. No matter how good or bad you are, you're always can qualify for the Masters yeah. winning that. And I think if we, honestly, if we would have right. had, like, the four majors, yeah. it probably would have been less. Yeah. But, like, specifically laying the on the Masters, right. I think it's slightly better than yeah. the Final Four. Jim so. Nance on the on the call. call. You're yeah. just like, man, yeah. there's nothing better than that in that situation where you're like, there's yeah. not much. You don't have to be a golf fan, but you're like, it's day four of the Masters. I'm yeah. going to check in. I'm going to see it. Yeah. All right, so number five. I have my five if you, if you want to sit on it for a second. I mean, I'm between a couple, so you can go. All right. Number five for me, at least right now, is the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I think you knew I think it was probably going to go there. But yeah. I, for me, you know, we've got the, you know, the other ones we'll hit to in a second. But, like, for me, the NBA playoffs is because of the lack of – variety at times with the teams going into a play into the NBA playoffs where like they have a legitimate chance of winning mm-hmm. like a legitimate chance. And I know I just saw an eight seed go the, I, I get it. I understand that. But for the most part, and we went, we talked about this literally two weeks ago. We're in line at SummerSlam and we're talking about like, so like 50, you know, like five teams have won the NBA championship in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous. You know, um, I think it's hard at times to get into the first couple rounds because the league is so much more about individual players mm-hmm. than it is about the teams. And I think that at times, if you don't have the star players on the teams that are winning, I think it hurts the overall value of it, right? Like I don't know the numbers off the top of my head and maybe somebody can correct me. I'm willing to bet the Western conference final games had more viewership than the final games did just based on star power and who was there, right? You had the Denver Nuggets with Nicole Jokic, the the second best or the best player, yeah. and then you had a LeBron James-led Laker team. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I I can say from the last couple years, yeah. the finals have been up. Okay. I don't know in comparison right. where they would be. Right. And I could be wrong. Like I just yeah. like that like from an outsider's perspective. And you you deep dive the playoff the NBA a lot better than I do. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like from somebody who's like, all right, well, I'll watch the Pistons. Okay, Pistons, 12 games in or 0-12. All right, well, that was fun. you know. And then I'll, I'll, I'll check in on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't follow a specific team or anything. Um, but I do watch the playoffs, and it just feels like, man, when you're watching you know, teams where it's just a disaster, where you're just like, man, th- this team has no chance. you know. And we mm-hmm. saw it with Pistons teams, right? We're like, okay, they're the eight seed. They scraped in. And, you know, or the, the five seed or the six seed. And we've even seen situations like we have in the past where you're like, oh, hey, this is the number one seed and they're garbage, mm-hmm. right? Like they're, they're tryhards, but they're not going to beat a good led veteran team. So I think sometimes that hurts the NBA playoffs, right? Yeah. So it's, it's very reliant upon, did we get enough stars, superstars leading their teams to those end phases rather than the teams themselves and making that run. Yeah. So that, that for me is why it's as, as low, I guess, as it is. It's in the middle, I would say. Mm-hmm. What's your five? Uh, my five is the MLB playoffs. Okay. Uh, that's, that's my four. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is my five. Yeah. Um, it's the, the one I, it, it's the hardest to rank. Yeah. Cause it's the one I watch the least of. Yeah. When mm-hmm. they come around. For sure. Actually, then in hockey, you're probably pretty low. Yeah. Just because hockey's on during basketball season, so it's, right. it's very hard to, to right, catch right. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just – it's it's hard for me to get into it, especially when your team's not in it. Yeah, no And kidding. Um, I think just the, the type of play of baseball, just in general, mm-hmm. is just a little boring to watch in general. Right. And so when you add teams that you don't really care about or people you don't really know, right. it, it doesn't help right. your cause. Right. Like, at least hockey, if I don't know anyone, right. at least they're just banging into each other, yeah. running into it's each a other. It's fast-paced it's, it's, it's a lot yeah. of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, ho- or baseball, it's a lot of, standing like, around. standing <laughs> around and at any moment, like yeah. home run could happen. It's explosive. So you have to be paying attention, right. but like golf kind of, it's kind of like the waiting game to get to that point. Yeah. And I think also a thing that kind of hurts it is because you know, it goes nine innings. Yeah. Right. Like it's like a 60 minute Ironman match. I'll talk to you at it, minute in, in 55. Nine. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's one zero <laughs> until the ninth inning. Yeah. And I go, man, any second here. Right. Someone can hit a home. Like it's, it's yeah, for sure. Yeah, most games are like two zero. So yeah. okay, that's what it is. That's fair. MLB. I don't have a lot of opinion on it. It's just yeah. it's better than the other two. Yeah, and I'll watch it, mm-hmm. but it's not like all right. What's your What's your four? Because MLB is my four for some of the same reasons. Yeah. I do think it's more team oriented, and I do think you know as much as like the Yankees and the Dodgers always seem to be in it. Right? It's like years like this, even where you you see you know those teams are struggling, right? Mm-hmm. And you have teams that, like, you know, like, who the hell are these teams, you know, coming yeah. out of nowhere that are that are playing good baseball or teams that are good that were good 20 years ago that are circling back, right? Yeah. And I feel like when those rebuilds happen in baseball, it's like, oh, shit, okay, like, this is a new team in the mix, right? And yeah. then it, they fall apart, you know? Yeah. Number four for me, you're going to just – Blow your roof off when I tell you this, but this is me taking okay. bias completely out okay. of it. Okay, I think the NFL playoffs are four. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I think from a normal like I, yeah. we and you are way too far into the football <laughs> sphere for it. Yeah. Like I'm way too far into football and basketball. You're yeah. the most into football. Yeah. But I think from an outsider, the wild card weekend sucks. 
Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Especially There's now that very they... very rarely. Yeah. Like, now that they've expanded mm-hmm. to seven, yeah. there has not been a single 2-7 game that's been Good. worth anything. Right. They're all blowouts. Right. So it's just like two... It's a, two extra games, but they're both blowouts, and they put them in like the 7.30 Sunday night time slot mm-hmm. where it's like, that should be the best game of the week, and it's like, oh, this is a blowout. Fun. Okay. Right. Um, right. But yeah, the like the divisional rounds because the once he gets a bye, those are usually not as fun. Mm-hmm. The championship games and the Super Bowl sure are interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, uh, NFL playoffs. So NFL's four for you. Yeah. Okay. I think I think to a normal, if I taking a bias out of it, I think they're probably really boring to watch for most people. Yeah, I'm gonna put here. It's tough. Um, so three. Yeah. Because four was three. baseball. For yeah, you, four so. was baseball. Yeah. So three for me. I'm probably going to put hockey. Um, I I enjoyed the NHL playoff actually quite a bit, and I've really tried over the last couple of years to really get deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the thing I noticed and, and is a trend that I actually really appreciate is th- hockey has this is the sport with the most variability in it. Like mm-hmm. every year, it's like it like when Tampa Bay went to back to back NHL finals, it was like a big deal. They were like, "Man, these guys haven't lost a series in two years." And you're like, oh shit, like that's impressive yeah. because of how hard it is yeah. to get back to the NHL finals, right? Like, you don't see many times where, like, oh yeah, like, you know, Tampa Bay just won five Stanley Cups in a row. Like, like the Colorado Avalanche last year is one of the best hockey teams I've seen in a long time. And, and, la- and last year, where did they go? You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it's, it's so one way or another, right? Like, a Toronto team, so star heavy. Can't get out of the second round. Edmonton has the best pure score in hockey. Can't get out. Like, it's just, you know, it's so team-oriented, but you have enough stars on the teams, right, mm-hmm. where, that make it pretty consistently where you go, okay, I got a little sex appeal with the stars, but I also, it's like, man, it's it's anybody's series any yeah. part of the time. So, like, Boston set a record number of points this year, wins the President's Cup, and is outed in the first round. You just don't see shit. Like, where you're like, oh, Boston's clearing away the best team in the NHL. And they lose the first round, and now you're like, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I just love the amount of variety that comes from the NHL playoffs, right? Especially with the Wings kind of, you know, charting to ramp up again and not having necessarily a rooting interest. The fact that every series, because and maybe it's because I don't follow every single team like we do like with the NFL or basketball or whatever, where you're kind of like going in a little blind. Mm -hmm. It's almost a little bit more fun because you're like, I know that guy and I know that guy and I know this guy, but for the most part, I don't know. So I'm just, I'm just watching guys go up and down the ice and Oh shit, that was an amazing play. And so you're more invested in just that series every single time. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little more fun just going in kind of going like, okay, I don't really have a rooting interest here, but that, that was a lot of fun, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I think that's why the NHL is three for me. Yeah, three for me is the NBA. Okay. Uh, yeah. S- similar reasons to what you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because I follow it more. Yeah, yeah. So I'm more interested in it. Yep. And I think if you – I would say of the eight first-round series, yeah. usually four of them stink. Mm-hmm. Two of them have potential to be good. Yeah. And, like, two of them are really, really good. Yeah. And the NBA knows which ones are going to be good. And they put them, like, like last year, um, Golden State and Sacramento, yeah. they were like, we got something there. Right. And they put them in every primetime right. 
Every every big game you right. could like every meanwhile big game. Boston and Atlanta are playing at two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that first weekend, they were yeah. like, okay, so we're gonna put Boston and Atlanta here. Yeah. But the three thirty game is gonna be Lakers Memphis. Right. And the seven o'clock game is gonna be Golden State and Sacramento. Like they know what they're doing when they're right. mapping these out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the NBA when you get some good matchups mm-hmm. can be really really exciting. Yeah. But when you get like the Golden State of 2017, right. it can also flatten yeah. and be really, really boring. Yeah. And so I think there's a happy medium. And I think the last, really the last three years, mm-hmm. the team that really wasn't expected to win won. Right. I would say with like Denver, no one was really picking Denver. Yeah. Um, Golden State without you yeah. know without everybody yeah. like no one thought Steph was just going to put the team on his back like right. he did and really Giannis hasn't proven it yet right. in 2021 so the last three years you've been like okay that's that's an yeah. interesting mm-hmm. you know an interesting winner and a good yeah. fun. so uh, I put the NBA three okay in that sense okay two I'm going to put the NFL playoffs um, I like the NFL play I agree with you about Wild Card Weekend I do think it's gotten watered down a little bit you know it's clearly a money grab like it's just very oh, clear and obvious. You know what I mean? Um, the thing about the NFL playoffs, though, for me, that gets me, right, is I love single elimination. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a situation where, man, there's so much luck that has to go involved with it. And I feel like we're going to be repeating a lot of the same points for the, the other thing. But, like, even harder. Oh, to right, extent. right, right. So. I love the fact that it's single elimination. I love the fact that, yeah, you can be 15 and one and you can lose in the divisional round. And everyone's like, yeah, that just happened, you know, mm-hmm. and then they move on with life. Right. Like, yeah. um, and, and sometimes it hurts because you don't necessarily get the best teams playing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I enjoy the fact that it requires the team, right. That whatever team wins the Super Bowl every year. Right. Something had to happen that mm-hmm. had to bounce your way, right? That you, it's not expected. There's always a play. There's always a moment. There's always something, right? It's Andy yeah. Reid's calling Chad Henney's number against Cleveland when Cleveland's knocking on the door to upset, right? You just don't expect that, yeah. you know? And the fact that you have to be on, mm-hmm. right? And I think now especially with the way the NFL is where it's becoming NBA-esque where it's more about the players and individual stars as compared to... Um, like teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's about it's about Tom Brady and the Bucks. It's not, you know what I mean? It's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. It's who gives a shit about the Bucks versus Packers? Mm-hmm. I care about Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's Mahomes versus Hurt. It's Mahomes and Travis Kelsey versus Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey, or you know whatever yeah. the storylines are. Yeah, um, Burrow Chase versus yeah, Kelsey. Exactly. And Mahomes, yeah. yeah, Burrow and Mahomes. You know who's gonna get it this time? All that shit. So. Because of that, right? It's it's such a level of man. Are those superstars going to show up? Yeah. Though it's it's prime time, and in the world we live in, where it's like it's championship or bust. And if you don't win a championship, and someone predicted that you were going to, you're the worst player ever. Now, right? Mm-hmm. The the pressure is magnified. I feel like the spotlight has never been bigger on the NFL. I mean, NFL is king. We know mm-hmm. that. Um, and so when they don't achieve that, you're like, man. The context is everything, but you you see all these overreactions and stuff. It's just yeah. it's one of those things where when the NFL sneezes, everybody goes, "Oh bless you," and mm-hmm. they want to see what happened, right? Yeah. Um. So that's why I think I have the NFL too. Yeah i I agree with some of those points. Yeah. I actually don't. Not that they can ever change it to yeah, not yeah. do single game elimination because yeah, right. it'd literally be impossible. Right. But I would love to see like a best of three. Yeah. Um. Uh, just because I. Unlike that, yeah. the NBA, I like the day to day, yeah, 
like adjustments that you can make right where it's like at least we can try right to upset you with yeah. our like if we have a top tier coach right like a perfect example is that heat boston series from the mm -hmm. conference finals yep. where it's spolstra versus manzula mm -hmm. and it's like okay spolstra is like we, our team's outmatch but i'm gonna adjust and yep. coach our way to win this game right. with with michael jordan's son on the team <laughs> um right i feel like the nfl you could come in and you could be like the Bills and Chiefs game or right. whatever, where it's like at one, at some point it's like, man, we can't make this adjustment now yeah. because it's the fourth quarter, right. and so we just kind of have to go with what we're doing. Yeah. And then you lose, and then your whole seal. Like it's one of those things where you invest so much time in the regular season just for like the first round of the playoffs, you lose, and you're like, damn, that was well, shit. Sucked. Yeah, like yeah, like in sure. the NBA, it's yeah. like if I'm investing all this time watching every all 82 mm -hmm. games, at least it's like they lose the first game. It's like, all right, they can come back. Yeah. They, they got a chance. I, yeah. It's one of those where it's like, I mean, I I watch every Lions game, all seventeen games, and they lose to Dallas. I go, right. yeah, I yeah, right, I agree with you. Cool. I, I think it's a, right. I think it's a fine line to walk, right? Because, you know, in my mind, a lot of times, and maybe it's more divisional championship, and obviously the Super Bowl, where it's like, hey, this is Game Seven. This is put up or shut up. You have yeah. to be at your best at all times. I will say, in general, like yeah. if you told me like Super Bowl or Game 7s so of most of these, yeah, I would probably pick the Super Bowl over yeah, Game 7s for, sure. for most of these. I would say Super Bowl with the context of can I limit the amount of downtime and commercials and other gaga shit that I don't have to deal with. That's yeah. one thing about the Super Bowl. That's why I, I almost put it a little bit lower is because of the amount of where the Super Bowl has become such a all-day thing mm -hmm. and like the pageantry around it, it almost ruins the game. Yeah. It's like I don't give a shit about how Jennifer Lopez is going to predict the score of this game. I couldn't give a shit less. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wish there was a version to watch for it's like just sports fans where we don't get all the gaga that mm -hmm. comes along with it. Where okay, we have this singer to sing "America the Beautiful" and then this one to sing, you know, the Star Spangled Banner, and then we've got uh, dedication to some random boys and girls club, and the, you know, mm -hmm. like all the gaga that goes along with it. Rather than just, can I get the game? Yeah. Like, like NFC AFC championship game for me is like peak football. It usually. is peak football because you're like, you got two teams. You're like, man, all four of these teams are awesome. Who the hell is going to come out no. of this? You know what I mean? I think, I think my favorite. Okay, yeah. To clarify, my yeah, yeah. favorite like weekend of mm -hmm. sports yeah. is actually probably divisional round. Okay, because those are like the yeah, best. Yeah, you got a lot of teams. teams. Like yeah. you have like four games, mm -hmm. but they're all like the one, two, three, and four seats. You know it's going to be a one-score so you know, yeah, game. Yeah, you know most of them are really competitive and the championship games. Yeah. Uh, the wild card's the reason why it moves down just because yeah. I think it's watered down and For most sure. games suck. What's your two? Uh, my two is hockey. Okay. We're going to have the same one. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. it's like pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, for me playoffs. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, hockey, I can say if, all, if I wasn't a sports fan mm -hmm. and you were just going to watch one. Yeah. Hockey's definitely the most fun sport to absolutely, watch. Absolutely. And it's like you, so criminally and like underrated. You, like you said, it's like literally any team can win yep. anytime. I actually don't I don't feel like that in baseball. Yeah. I feel like if your bullpen sucks, you're kind of just fucked. <laughs> like and obviously if you have a bad but if you have a bad goalie, you're yeah, not right. in the playoffs, right, obviously, right. right? Yeah. Uh but like like all the games are like one or two points. Mm -hmm. So like you're not getting this, oh, it's nine to eight or something. Yeah, right. Like it's like always two to one or yeah. one to one in the and third it's, period. It's literally a game of Inches. It really, really is like yeah. whoever makes that last big play yeah. is All, gonna it get it. Rung off the side of the net, you heard it clang off the post, and you're like, "Oh, that oh, was the game." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you got a lot of those moments, and it incorporates the best of seven. Where every game, it's like, "Okay, how can we adjust right. and fix this up to right. make it better?" Mm -hmm. And I, I will say, in terms of total crowds, 
Oh yeah. NFL NFL is the exception because it's single game. Yeah. But like NHL crowds oh, yeah. come to play. Well, for because the it's more about the team. It is more team than, it's more than team players. Based. Yes. Yes. So yeah. like baseball. I a, yeah, I'm a Red yeah. Wing fan. Baseball yeah. people. I feel like don't really care. They're just kind of, like baseball's always like the baseball the gets America's hyped when it's the two outs in the ninth. Yeah, that's that what everyone get gets excited. up, and then like the third inning, they're like, yeah. "Okay, we don't really care." I'm gonna get a pretzel. And basketball, you're only there for the stars, so like you're kind of bandwagon fans anyway for the most part. Right. So you're not even like it's mm-hmm. not even usually your team. It's like, oh, I'm, I I would go to a Dallas game because right. I want to watch Luca play, right. not because I'm a Dallas Maverick fan. Right. So uh, hockey fans, it's like, no, 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 I'm a Red Wing fan. Through and through, and we're right. watching this team. Exactly. So that's why hockey is two for me. This, okay. it, like individually, bias out of it, it's right. the most fun sport yeah. to watch. Limited the commercials. The, the rate of play is, is good, right? It's probably ranked fourth for most people in terms of sport yeah. out of the four major Because I don't think people understand But because hockey. people don't understand, and yeah. like their, their stars aren't marketed well. Yeah. But that's why it's fun, because I don't really know these people. Right. So they're just like, oh, okay, this guy's got Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Sure, right, okay. So yeah, we got, we got, okay, it's Florida versus Toronto. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why let's not? let's yeah, bang exactly. each other around. Yeah. It'll be fun. Right. Yeah, so that's two. And then obviously number one is March Madness for both of us. Yeah. Because nothing beats the first round of March Madness. Well, nothing beats just the whole process, right? Yeah. Like the, the first round with the upsets, right? And then as you get to it, it's like, okay, which one of the blue bloods is going to make it? Okay, okay, yeah. now we don't have any. Okay, yeah. cool. Or I was going to say, there's know, like a formula of like like one lower than nine seed will get by. Yep. And then everyone else is like a one through three seed basically. Yeah. But you always think it's like, okay, but you, you, you always want to be that guy yep. to predict what 15 seeds going to make it right. to the final yeah. four every year. Yeah. Everyone's always got at least one, five and 12 matchup where the 12 always wins. Right. Yeah. And there, there's like, you know. the, the fact that there are rules for yeah. making a bracket, <laughs> like you have to have a 12, five upset. Right. You have to have a 14, three upset. Like yeah. the fact that there are rules basically yeah. when you make, a bracket yeah. tells you how crazy that bracket is to make. Yeah, for sure. And the amount of people that invest their time into making one, right? Just that effect alone, right? You don't, you know nothing about college basketball. It doesn't matter. You're going to fill out a bracket, right? We do one every year on the show, right? Yeah. Um, and we just talk about And you're just like, okay, like, what do I see here? Okay, I know this team. Sure, let's go this guy, right? And yeah. you're invested just because you're like, I just want to yeah. see what happens. Well, and, and I think the smart thing is making the bracket. It's betting without betting really right, yeah. like if you're not a sports rooting fan, interest yeah, yeah if you're not a sports fan but you picked duke to win it all right you're invested now right you're like you're, if you're not gonna watch you're gonna be like oh i wonder if like duke yeah won their game yeah did my whatever. bracket get did busted, my bracket busted? like yeah. do i have how many do i have like you're you're going to check the scores of the right. game so yeah. it just has people invested it's a great concept oh um, yeah it's, and, it's and a, with the you know you, you really feel like everyone's got a, a, a shot right it's like hey look we got to play the game it is the best single you know elimination I mean? it, it yeah. sucks for you know your your big time schools yeah. to get eliminated early. Sorry, like Purdue, I'm Virginia, uh, Virginia's yeah. of the world. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but it's one of those things, though, right? Where it's like, hey, look, you got to come to play, right? And you're given a favorable seed for a reason, right? So you're giving a lower seed that's not supposed to be there. But at the end of the day, you got to play the games, right? Yeah. You got to play the games. And it's those moments. It's that. It's that full court shot that goes in, yeah. right? It's that. And, and yeah, basketball is a lot easier. That's why the the set the twelve yeah. seed football thing yeah. would be fun to see in mm-hmm. in practice. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. No, nearly as much. Nearly no. ever. Mm-hmm. It might happen once a decade, maybe. Yeah, you'll um, have to find a really weak year where the twelve and the one aren't that separated, right? Really, like, okay. This team's like yeah, it'd, it'd be like, like Alabama loses three games like they did last year. 
and then you're playing like a Georgia team that's just been squeaking by, and you go, this Alabama team yeah. probably wins. Or like, game. I feel like this year, if they did the 12, someone like a Penn State right. would be like a 10 seed, 9, right. 10 seed, but it's right. like, they're like a competitive yeah. Utah, 9 and 10. Utah is a good example. Utah would be a good, yeah. like last year, right. Utah was, yeah. or like UCF four or randomly five years ago. yeah western michigan western pushing michigan, a team yeah. yeah like there's a couple of those like outliers that are like they could probably win a round or two yeah. and that's the fun with college basketball is basketball in general mm-hmm. like you could just get hot and you're fucked yeah you got to play so. the game right every middle tennessee state fan is like this is our moment right here we're just trying to win a game we got to upset this michigan state team right like those are the moments where you go what just happened right yeah. and now you're like oh shit what is what does this mean right mm-hmm. and then it, there's so many domino effects from it it's just a great. It's just a great week or two weeks. Or yeah, whatever it's it is. Really, I, I would say I would say the first weekend yeah. is like the most top tier weekend yes. you can get. Yes. Once you get to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight weekend, that's actually like good college basketball. Yeah. But it's nowhere near like the upsets or anything. Well, so it's not be, fun. yeah, especially if you don't have a rooting interest. You know, like when Michigan was making those Final Four runs, you're like, okay, I'm invested because this is my team, mm-hmm. right? And that, and then you hang on every basket. But the crowds are always hot, right? College crowds are always better. Um commentating is always pretty top-notch as well. I don't feel like they have a bad comment. I think that helps, too. The presentation of the games mm-hmm. helps, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just think it's a great it's a great time, right? It's a lot of fun. Okay, Michigan's not in it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to, you know. And I think for most people, outside if you have a rooting interest for any team in it, yeah. it's very just casual watching. Yeah. Because generally you, like, you because get, you, you get the rules, the basic rules. Yeah. Okay, they make the shot. It goes, you know. Yeah, like, but like, it's like you'll, you'll get, like, Stanford versus, like, Mississippi State. Yeah. In a game, and you go, I really don't care yeah. which one of these teams win. Right. Outside, maybe who I picked in my bracket, <laughs> but it's it'll be a fun game. I'm going to watch this or a rerun of the Big Bang Theory. I'm going to watch this. Let's yeah, see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's our rankings. That was a lot of fun. I, I had more fun about that than I thought I would. That was good. Um, let's let's shift focus a little bit here. Let's talk about some fantasy football stuff. We are uh, a couple weeks away from our draft. Yeah, the one me and you yeah, are in. But, but you have one next week that we're maybe, potentially, hopefully, going to be getting some live picks on air. Yeah, so I did tell them that we would. Okay, but it was up to you, so I don't know. Yeah, I listen. I'm all for it. I think right? it'd be fine. I'm, I'm all listen. I'm ready for you to take. You know, Trevor Lawrence. You know, first overall. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but you know, as we go into right, you were, and you know, it's funny that we're talking about this. You are talking to the first place winner, me, and the second place, the runner up, you in our fantasy yeah, league we did together, which crazy as all that was. Um, it was fun. It was hilarious, actually. Um, I don't. I think your friends were hoping that I was gonna suck mm-hmm. because I talked so much shit the two years before that, yeah. and then I won it, and now they're like, "Well, shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they weren't happy. <laughs> I was. I I half contemplated retiring. Low key, well, I was like, to. I was like, maybe I just go out on a whim and just be like, oh, he, he what he plays one year and he wins. Yep, yeah. that's my. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Uh, that's what the last winner before you. Oh really? Because he was the first one in too. Oh, uh, and then he won, and he was like, ah, I'm not gonna do it again. And yeah. then he did the next. No, game. it's fun. It's fun. We have a lot of fun. I, lo- I like the guys we do it with. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jokic. Hope you're listening, buddy. Yeah. Um, still don't like you. But... Yeah, it's fine. Um, just take DeAndre Swift first round like he did last year. It's cool. Yeah. Um. That's why we tell everyone to do today, too. <laughs> yeah. So what are your strategies, right? You know, and there's different, you know, PPR and not. Yeah. There's the dynasty leagues and there's not, right? So in the league that you're coming up, let's talk about that one because mm-hmm. I don't want you to give away any strategy for the for one that league. we're in. Yes. So what kind of league, what format are you in, how many teams? Yeah, so we are doing a 12-team. Okay. Anything uh, under 10, by the way, in your fantasy league, if it's under, if it's 10, you're being ridiculous. If it's under 10, I don't know why you're playing. Yeah. It's the stupidest ten, thing ever. 10 is fine. Yeah. 
It's I, 12 is the perfect number. Yeah. 10 is like everyone's pretty loaded and you're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. 12 requires a, ten, a little bit of like luck to yeah, kind of get the t- right team. 10, you have to add an extra like flex spot to make it interesting. Yeah. Right. Just because then you have like too many good players. I don't like the two QB formats either. I don't like those. I couldn't imagine. I don't like that at all. No. But anyway. I did. You know, people, I've watched people who don't have like a defense and or kicker. Yeah. And I thought those were kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, don't I wouldn't mind, mind that. I, I honestly wouldn't. I don't mind having a kicker in a defense. I don't I either. think it adds variance. Yeah. Um, if you told me like, hey, look, we're just going to do quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, and maybe like two flex spots, and we're just going to get rid of kicker and defense, I wouldn't be like, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I think, I think it doesn't affect it too much. There's like once in a while where like Pittsburgh's defense will have like 40 points yes. randomly. Yes. And you're like, God, that sucked. Yeah. But like generally the yeah. defense and kickers right. are like, just don't 10, lose me points. Yeah, <laughs> just don't like miss like seven field goals. And we'll yeah, and right. don't be Mason Crosby against the lions. And we're fine. Basically. I was at that game. I know. Um, Crazy. Uh, so anyway, so we got a 12 yeah, team 12 format, team, 12 team, full PPR. Okay. Um, Good. I don't know when I'm picking, so that'll be fine. So you don't know the you don't know the pick yet. No, you don't know. No, the, so we're gonna oh. be like we're getting our number like an hour like when we get into the queue like an oh, hour before. Oh snap! So like while we're on air, I'm gonna check and be like, oh, oh I'm this pick number. Oh boy. So okay. So fun. the first question I think that has to be asked, right? Mm-hmm. Running back or wide receiver? Yeah, so that's interesting. Right? I think, and I, it's all based on position, right? Yes, for sure. I think if you are picking in like the top five. And this is a standard every year it resets. This is a yeah. non-dynasty. Yeah, we're not doing dynasty or keeper. Because, yeah, no keepers, yeah. right? It's every year teams reset. Yeah, yeah. Our our league, we'll, we'll do a slight intake on that because our league yeah, is yeah. doing the keepers now. So yeah, right. uh, we might change on topic. But it, presumably of you're just doing a redraft every single year league. Yeah. A more I, traditional. I think this year the play is the wide receiver. Really? I think the okay. play is the wide receiver. Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of top-tier wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And not as many top tier running backs. So you'd rather take a running back. So 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 here. So what I and what I mean is, I think the variance of difference between like wide receiver four mm-hmm. is is um, greater. Okay. Okay. Then like like I think there's like four or five awesome receivers, and then, everyone else and then is it kind of, of drops generic. off to like there's like a gigantic tier two. Okay, I think running backs there's like seven or eight. Right. So you in that the, I could take right. that like that I feel like are all in that same basket. Okay. So I think the variance. Okay. Is is greater in wide receiver. Okay. Here. So you're saying you want to you would rather take a top four receiver with one of those first couple. Let's just say you're in the top half of the draft. Yeah. Say right? you're picking like three. Right. I would rather pick say like Jamar Chase. Yeah. Or or right. if you're picking first, you pick like Jamar Jefferson. Yeah. And then on the if you're picking say three on that loop around, you could probably get someone in the bar park bar park of like an Aaron Jones, or you know. Uh, no, uh, who are some good running? Like James Connors and right. yep. Kenneth Walkers. Yep. Like all yeah, of sure. those guys, yep. I think, are constant 12-point getters, mm-hmm. for instance. Yep. And I think the receivers that would be in that area mm-hmm. aren't going to get you the Jamar Jefferson or the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase numbers. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that with the trend of the league, too, right? Yeah. Running backs are being devalued literally, monetarily, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting to see. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, you're seeing 
the running back position start to change a little bit too, right? With the the level of okay, well now I, you got to be a running back that can catch, right? So yeah. now it's it's honestly changing where it's like, man, I'm so glad that it's it's almost going more fantasy football friendly, right? That yeah. position is where you don't necessarily care about. Well, he's the bell cow. You don't necessarily care about that as much because there's no there's only like two of those now. Mm-hmm. It's more about okay, well, how often is he on the field? And is he going to catch the ball? Because if he's only in on running downs, yeah. you know, you're like, that doesn't help me, you know, a good chunk of the yeah. time because everyone's in the gun now, yeah. you know? And you look at guys like, I, I think this is why I think the receiver is so high. You look at a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, right. comparatively to like, who would be like a top, like a Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry like, is a perfect example. In, in a PPR, right. you're like, okay, so Amon Ross is going to get eight catches mm-hmm. for 64 yards and mm-hmm. maybe a touchdown. Right. So in PPR, that's 14 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's not catching out of the backfield, so no. he's straight running. Right. So he has to get to 150 yards right. to match that Amon Ross production. Right. I just it's don't, hard. I it's don't hard. know if he does that. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it's more valuable to get an Amon Ra yep. pick six or seven than picking a Derrick Henry six yep. or seven. No, for sure. I, I totally agree with you. You know, for the such a longest time, it was, okay, you got to get a running back because there were so few of them. But yeah. at the time, you're thinking about, okay, I got to get an LT. I got to get a Jamal Charles. I got to get a, you know. Yeah, and, and the risky thing, but it is a thing now, there are a lot of teams that don't have – all right, a running back. Yeah, they have like running backs. Yes, with an S. exactly. Well, the Eagles are right. a perfect example. They yep. have Swift, Boston Scott, Rashad and Penny. Rashad Penny. Right. So it's like if you wanted to, as like a a deep flex guy in a mm-hmm. later round, you'd be like, all right, let's try to get Rashad Penny. Right, and if he has. 10 carries for 60 yards <laughs> yeah, right. and maybe a couple catches. It's like, that's a win in my flex spot. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, and you could get him in the 12th round or 13th round or something. And, right. you know, you G- can find Give that. me your thoughts on the quarterback position because this one is one that people are either you got to get them early or you got to, you know, take them later, right? I think me and you are both kind of in the camp of, especially in a traditional leagues reset every year, right? I'm not taking a quarterback in the first two rounds. But we've seen many of our colleagues in our leagues where, oh, I got to get Patty Mahomes. I got to get Lamar Jackson. I yeah. got to get Josh Allen. I, I am I am hard, and I'll never change. Yeah. Can't pick quarterback late. Can't pick a quarterback? No, no. Oh, like, camp, camp. Camp. I'm sorry. I like, thought you said I'm camp. In, I went, hold on. Yeah. You completely just bombarded me. Yeah. Okay. I'm in, I'm in the camp of yeah. picking a quarterback late. Okay. I don't think I'll ever – I probably shouldn't say this because then everyone's just going to read it and be like, all right, he's never going to pick one. Yeah. I probably will never pick a quarterback before, like, round six. Yeah. Ever. Right. There is not a single quarterback that I'm, like, I'm in love with enough mm-hmm. to take before, like, round six. Yeah. Just because I think there is such an influx of quarterbacks mm-hmm. that, like, like this past year, round nine, right. I was like, oh, I can get Trevor Lawrence here. Right. Insane right. how I could just get like I won the generation. our league with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I can. I, yeah, exactly. You win with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The year before, I think the guy won with Tua. Right. At quarterback, and, yeah, and he was half concussed. And he was, yeah, yeah, and he was like doing his thing. Right. So I I don't think the quarterback is actually as important, really, right. in fantasy football as people think it is. Obviously, if you have the Lamar's or the Josh Allen's or the Patty Mahomes, right. you're kind of just safe knowing you're going to get. 25 points or whatever from yeah, that spot. For sure. But if I can get Trevor Lawrence consistently get 18 to 20, yep. but then I also have Saquon, Derrick Henry, and DK Metcalf, right. while you have Patty Holmes because you picked him in the second round, but you have 
DeAndre Swift out there at one of your right. running back spots. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a slightly better situation now than yeah, you are. For sure. From a probability standpoint. From a probability. Yeah. Obviously, Mahomes has 70. Then it's like, what are you going to do? But that doesn't yeah. – He he's no one is consistent enough every single week like that mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think, you know, if people are – you're getting ready for your fantasy drafts. I suggest start taking some notes, right? Mike is dropping some knowledge. I, I'm in lockstep with you right now, yeah. honestly. Um, you know, spoiler alert, you know, I'm telling Cade, you know, shout out to Cade out there. Um, yeah. You want the first overall pick, buddy? Yeah. I'm a knocking, but otherwise, Jay Jettas is going to be uh, Rob, on the, the SCLSU Mud Dogs, my yeah, friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you play a league with a defense or kicker, yeah. Um, I've, I'm in boat pick kicker early or earlier than defense. I know that's a hot take in our league for some reason. Everyone in our league picks defense first for some reason. I'm like, the defense is so – there's no way to predict defense. If I get Justin Tucker, I know I'm never missing an extra point or a field goal. Well, here's the other thing too. The the amount of people that are taking defenses and kickers like in rounds like 10, I think are a bit crazy. Yeah. Like even even the Justin Tuckers of the world. Yeah. I'm I'm in the I'm in the uh, trend game where mm-hmm. if someone takes once someone yeah, starts, starts the trend, it, then you have you to. have to get right. on the board as quickly as you can. Yes, but until that one person yeah. now I, now there's there's variance in like if someone picks like the Niners defense in like the seventh round, yeah. that's not starting the trend. Right. That's just a crazy person. Right, you don't talk to them. Or you can take three quarterbacks back to back to back and then brag about it to other people. Say you're all gonna be knocking at my door. Yeah, when your three quarterbacks are Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> crazy not throwing shots yeah. just saying we saw it we've and seen just, it happen and i'll tell you last year i got trevor lawrence yeah over those th- after he picked those three guys yeah i got crazy. Kirk cousins late but anyway but yeah uh well because you picked aaron Rodgers early so yeah that was a mistake and i'm surprised it didn't bite me in the ass as much as it did but yeah. nonetheless but yeah i am i've i don't know how you feel about defense to kicker i've been in camp kicker first i will definitely take a kicker first yes usually so in my mind, right, because defense is so hot and cold, you drop, you can drop a defense every single week. And and some fantasy experts, which I just find laughable, uh-huh. um, will still be like, hey, look, drop that defense and pick up a new one every well, single and, week based on the matchup. Yeah, that's kind of how, like, outside of if you have, like, a the good, Steelers good or Niners yeah. or Cowboys where you can consistently yeah. have a pretty good matchup week yeah. to week, mm-hmm. like, I can live if I have – the Dolphins' defense for a week, right. the Bills' Well, then, and here's the thing. You know, you know I, I kind of live and died for the longest time with the Chargers' defense, and that bit me in the ass because on paper, they look stacked. Yeah. In practice, they were hot garbage. Yeah, but, but you're like, ah, Even good. this year, like, if you looked at a team like the Vikings or the Lions' defense, yeah. if they have a favorable matchup against, like, yeah, Carolina right. or Atlanta yeah. or something, it's like... playing Chicago? Ah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's the time. Maybe not, you yeah, know? You know? Yeah, yeah right. so you never know. So I, I think the defense is so variable. I think if you just have Justin Ducker or you have Harrison Buckner, yeah. you're just, okay, I don't have to ever worry about kicker. They're yeah. just going to make kicks all For the sure. time. Absolutely. So I've always been a camp kicker. Any any other new noteworthy uh, topics or trends you want to send out to the people before we switch before we switch gears? Um, I would say the only tight end taken in the first, like, two rounds should, should be, be Travis Kelsey. Gilly. Yeah. And that's probably it. Yeah. If you want to stretch, you pick Mark Andrews. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. These people who take tight ends 
Like Darren Dude, Waller I remember stuff. last year how pissed I was when, like, a whole bunch of Titans went, like, round three, and I was like, I'm not doing it. And then, yeah. like, it came back, and I was like, I guess I'll take one now. And yeah. luckily enough, Dallas Goddard had an awesome year for me. Yeah. But I was like, you guys are ridiculous right now. Like, hard-ass ridiculous taking Darren Waller or George Kittle yeah. or Kyle Pitts, who hasn't done shit in two years, mm-hmm. um, in rounds two and three. You are insane to me. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And and the last thing I would say is, um, and I do this every year, and yeah. people go crazy on me, yeah. is make a big board and just stick like the regular and just stick to it. Yep. Like that's what well, NFL that's GMs what, do. Yeah. Like if you have this big board made that you truly believe in and you have a guy sitting there, like if you're if you're the first round pick and your number one guy is yep. Jamar Chase. Right. And you at have number one, one, number one. Yeah. And he's there at you know whatever pick. Mm-hmm. It's like you just pick him. What's the what's the draft day thing? What's the guy um, from the movie Draft Day? Mm-hmm. Who is it? Who's the guy that he drafts? Uh, the guy he drafts. Yeah, oh. who's the linebacker? What's his name? Remember the guy from Ohio State? Yeah, like, uh, I just see. Yeah, I know the it's uh, Chadwick Boseman. I know, but who who's the guy? I don't know. Oh, I, don't I gotta, gotta look that up now. Uh, this is gonna piss me off now. Come on, we gotta know this. Uh, no, I watch oh. the movie every year. I'm just bad with names. Draft day pick. First pick. Draft day picks? No, damn, that's not what I want. Draft day movie. First pick. First. First pick. It was something like Mac. Vontae Mac. Vontae Mac. Mac, no matter what, right? Vontae you got you to gotta write that on the sticky note and yeah. call your shot, call right? Shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, just don't change your big board because people will try to talk. You'll be like, no, no, you want like Antonio Gibson over someone. It's like, no, no, you don't. Right. Yeah. No, just stick to what you want. The Washington doesn't want yeah. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. And don't. Please, for the love of God, don't pick people like more than one person from a single team. Wow, you're taking like hard shots at people that it's are unbe- actively in our league. It's unbelievable. People get hurt, man. So we're just gonna you're just really loving the Indianapolis Colts running scheme, huh? I just Marlon don't, Mack in round five. I just don't understand <laughs> why you pick more than you one. You know, I'm person. not honestly. The more we talk about how the draft went last year, I'm not all that surprised that we made it as far as we did. Because no, everyone we drafted is stupid. <laughs> I hope they listen to us. Change your ways. We're going to finish dead last this year because we're going to get ravaged by injuries. Hey, don't take a quarterback who's going to retire. How about that? Don't do that, yeah. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the, we, for that, those of you who don't know, Mike drafted uh, Andrew Luck, and then my, Andrew Luck proceeded to retire immediately after that because he knew. He was like, oh, Mike Markle drafted Madison team? Hard pass. I am out. Yeah. The best. That was funny. The best. I did, you know, and I broke the, I broke the rule once. Yeah. I picked Andrew Luck in, like, the third round. Yeah, because you're like, oh, the value Because I was so like, good. value is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. He, he was about to have a banger year. And, the yeah. and he was like, I like my brain better. And you're like, damn it. Uh, but anyway. Uh, all he right. likes their brain. Yeah, good, to- good, uh, uh, good notes, Mike, for sure. Looking forward to live drafting with you and judging immediately off of the picks and laughing maniacally. At you when you go, oh god, that was my pick. But <laughs> it always remember, happens every remember, year. Remember two years ago. Oh, when my, I was okay, yeah, draft, high, yeah. When I was on my high horse. For Holy shit! Okay, so draft story before Mike is bring up the NFC South uh, positional rankings here. So Mike and I, and I wasn't in the league that year, but I hosted the draft because we were going to film it for the show, which I didn't do because I suck. I'm a terrible director, but it's fine. Um, but Mike was ready to go. He he had his big board ready. He was locked in. He was like, hey, Austin Eckler's my guy. I'm going to take him. And literally every pick. And it wasn't just Austin Eckler. It just started in the first round where I was like, and I knew Mike was going in, taking Austin Eckler too. He's like, if he's there, I'm taking him. You know, Vontae Mack or nothing. It's always him. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it was like a pick or two before, yeah. and Eckler went, and you were like, son of a bitch. But you, 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 you know sold it. You know sold it, but I could see it in your eyes mm-hmm. that you were like, mm. In fact, I think it was more of like a, no, God. <laughs> it was. It was that SpongeBob <laughs> meme of like in the brain where like it's on fire and yeah. they're just running around. That yeah. was me. Oh my god! And but then what proceeded to happen though? Because Mike was like, "All right, so we're gonna go Eckler, and then okay, I'm gonna go this guy, and then we're gonna go this guy." And I've never seen somebody have such poor luck in a draft in my life. Where Mike is like, he's on, he's on the clock almost. He's like on deck. Ah, uh, DK Metcalf, son of a. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll pivot. We're gonna pivot. We're just gonna keep on pivoting, and we just. It was a absolute disaster for Mike. Yeah. And I know in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I go, oh, my God, that was another guy he wanted so badly. In yeah. this round, it was the same. You had it planned out so nicely. Mm-hmm. You were Brad Holmes was, in it the whole time. I was I was, a, oh. I was a pick early for, like, my top five picks. Yeah, for, like, every pick. Every I was like, pick. oh, my like, gosh, this Herbert, is rough. Yeah, I picked, like, two picks before me. I said, you got to be. And you're like, who the fuck is taking him, dude, this early? He's a rookie. Like, know, nobody's a rookie. even a fan. Well, he was a rookie quarterback, yeah. and he got taken in the third round. Right. And I went, yeah. no way. Yeah, Forrest, like no one's, no one's you had Forrest in the draft. He's like, I don't even know what football is, and he's drafting guys. Yeah. And you're like, son of a bitch. I'm like, yeah, if so you told funny. me someone's picking Bryce Young in the third round this year, please, just, please uh, do. Yeah. yeah, please do. I watched that preseason. I mean, he's going to have like seven touchdowns Dude, he's gonna in his first die. game. He's going to die. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. NFC South positional rankings, the last division to do. Uh, last week, in a surprise upset, the gods determined that the Minnesota Vikings were the best, had yeah, the best couldn't roster. Figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, looking forward to seeing if the Lions sweep the Vikings this year, then we'll know. But until then, you know, they split. Everything was split. It was very, very difficult. It was very difficult. Yeah. We 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 tried to bring the Lions. I really so we, did. I couldn't. really tried, and I was like, man, I just can't justify. Now, if they win the division next year, right? Yeah. Then obviously the yeah, conversation they win the division different. and. Everyone just improves. Yeah, they're obviously not, oh, okay. they're much well, better. Then, yeah, because exactly. that, that was my selling point. Yeah, not like against. I'm not like selling against either team necessarily. Right, right. I was like, uh, there's a lot of unproven. They did win 13 games and won the division, so it's, I, it's that's kind of like time. where you go. All right, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, all right. NFC South though, right? So we've got the New Orleans Saints, we got the Atlanta Falcons, and we got two other teams we don't care about, right? <laughs> Carolina's fine. Uh, Carolina's fine. Tampa, Tampa's we, a dumpster yeah. fire. When you have to say you have an or in your starting quarterback battle, that's how you know things are not going well. That was funny. Todd Bowles is not long for this world, just so we're clear. That was really funny. All right, let's go. Isn't it funny how we thought we weren't going to be able to make enough time for this show and we still haven't even got the longest topic of the day I know. Um, I know. We talked too much about random stuff. I know. For this stuff. I know. I know. Um, all right. Quarterbacks here. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I actually have to pull up the list because I don't Jeez. know who's starting everywhere. Yeah. Um, Atlanta Falcons, they got your boy, Desmond Ritter. Xavier Howard didn't even know his name. Practiced against him, could not tell you yeah. who he was. Desmond Ritter. Sure. And you got ta- – I'm going to tell you the Heineke? backup, Taylor Heineke, because yeah. you might we might need it to yeah. decide this. No kidding. Desmond Former Battlehawk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you you better damn believe it. Quarterback <laughs> <laughs> for Carolina. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bryce Young and Andy Dalton. Yeah. And Matt Corral. Sure. I'll even add him in there. Even and way to waste of a third-round pick that was. Yep. Saints got Derek Carr and Jameis Winston. God, famous Jameis. One of these rooms just doesn't feel like the other. And <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Wow. Okay. Don't know which one. So here, here's my conundrum with this a little yeah. bit, right? Is is it fair to put Bryce Young above whoever's the Tampa quarterback just because he's never actually played a game? Is that fair or unfair? Because like when we've been pretty steady on like rookie quarterbacks probably have to be a four. 
unless there's two in the division. Like with the AFC South, right? It was like, yeah. okay, well, Stroud was a pick higher, so we're just going to assume Stroud's better right now in this mm. moment in time. I, Is it fair? This, I'm going to assume so, Baker's the guy. Yes, yeah, so we're going to assume Baker. Well, Baker's listed as a starter, right. so, so I'm not going to change yeah. that necessarily. Yeah. I think it's unfair to not put Bryce at four. Right, like, just I, simply because we, you have done nothing yet. You have no stats. You've never th- – we'd have no idea. You could throw your arm out tomorrow and end your career, right? Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Baker's at least won a playoff game, so he's, the, he's like, done something. Right. Baker has taken a team to the playoffs. He's a former number one pick. We know he's hot garbage. Yeah. We got that. Yeah, I'll but, put Bryce on four. He's probably got the bi- biggest – Divisional like, asterisks. Yes. Because I, I would have definitely put like CJ and Anthony Richardson above Ryan Tannehill. We right. just physically can't. Right. Bryce Young has like the asterisk where he's probably better than Baker. He's probably better than Baker and probably better, better than, than Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. I would actually say Desmond Ritter's probably, probably third. Yeah. Well, yeah, Desmond yeah. Ritter's probably third. Baker's, Baker's probably two, second. And then Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr isn't even not great, but there's a big discrepancy. There's a pretty there. big gap. And even with Jameis I was gonna say, him up, I think it's actually, room. if you ranked him, it's. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, you know, and then and then, and yeah, then Baker. Baker. Yeah. Yikes! It, it's a room. So yeah, that was not good. All right. So sorry, sorry, Carolina fans, but we got to be we got to be some sort of standard. You can't just say he's going to be better than him when he's never taken a snap. Yeah. All right, running back rooms. Um, I think and we really only tense that to the quarterback spot. Yeah. I think running backs and wide receivers they're not as important. Well, because you rotate and you yeah. rotate in and everything, yeah. so it's kind of the room yeah, it's more point. of the room. Um. So obviously the Falcons had B. John Robinson and and Cordell um, Patterson though. and Cordell Patterson right yeah solid room yeah um, the Carolina Panthers have Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard yeah Chuba Chuba um, the Saints here have Jamal Williams and uh, Kendra Miller right and we're not mentioning Alvin Kamara on this particular time because he's suspended but we could probably put him in we there. could we can like throw him in there yeah. but we didn't really put JMO in the equation in the Lions one necessarily so yeah. I don't want to. Right. Necessarily put him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the running backs for Tampa is Rashid White and Chase Edmonds. Yikes. And Keyshawn Vaughn, if that adds anything. It does not. Um, uh, okay. So here's the One is probably Carolina. I was kind of leaning Atlanta. Oh, is he, oh to yeah. me it was Atlanta, Carolina. I, I, I would tend to lean Atlanta because yeah. I think the scheme – is sure. Arthur oh, yeah. Smith, and sure. they Arthur run the Smith. ball really well. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I think sure. I, so. I'm going to lean one. I just is, like Miles Sanders and Chuba. I as do a combo yeah, maybe I better do. than Bijan. Yeah, I think I think Bijan is better than Chuba, yes. withstanding right. And yes. I think Cordell Patterson last year is like he's been to the Pro Bowl as a running back at this. I know yeah. you don't like the Pro Bowl thing, but like yeah. he's been above average. Yeah, yeah. Cordell, well, Cordell's like the best kick returner ever. Too. I know it's not yeah, a kick yeah. returner, yeah, but yeah. like he's like. Yeah, he's good. He's a name guy. Yeah. He's out there. He's and, doing and their their scheme is what made Derrick Henry an MVP candidate. Yeah. And it's it's Arthur Smith's scheme. So I'm going to say Atlanta yeah, one. Say Carolina two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Saints three, and I'm going to put Tampa at four because they don't have a starter. No. They couldn't run the ball with Brady last year. How the hell are they going to play action pass? Is going to be non-existent for that offense. Yeah. All right. Wide receiver rooms. Um. Her room. This is not going to be good. All right, we got Drake London, yep. Matt Collins, and Scotty Miller. For, oh, uh, Scotty Miller for the Falcons. He's actually on a team. He's always free agent when we turn on Madden every year. <laughs> ninety-seven <laughs> speed. Yeah, ninety-seven <laughs> speed free agent, baby. Uh, Carolina Panthers. They have Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, and Jonathan Mingo. Yikes. Okay. 
I mean, you could add like Terrence Marshall, but sure, yeah, former second round starter, pick. But so. yeah, why not? Uh, the Saints here, they have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Shashid. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. Okay, so Tampa's one. Yeah, not even uh, that close. Yeah, no. I would say New Orleans is probably two. Chris Olave, s- Michael Thomas combo. I think Michael Thomas healthy yeah. as a number two because he's not the one anymore, right? I think it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put Carolina three. three. Yeah, yeah, and then it's really just the Drake London guy. Yeah, That's it. it's it's Drake London and a whole bunch of schmucks. Yeah. You know, and I know we're gonna get to the tight end in a second, but like, wh- I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I I can't disagree yeah. with anything there. I gave you the best running back room. All right, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> tight ends. Yeah. So we got uh, the Falcons have Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith. Yeah, they got Jonu Smith for like six dollars, mm-hmm. and he was playing like late in the preseason game too, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Carolina Panthers have Hayden Hurst and Ian Thomas. Not bad. Tommy Tremble. All just kind of yeah, yeah. guys. Tremble's a good Madden tight end. He's mm-hmm. not a, in practice, not really. <laughs> yeah. The Saints have Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau as their tight end. And, and Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is he also is back. listed he is late back. in the step chart, but he is back. Somehow, someway. He's not good, but he's there. And then the Tampa Bay Bucks have Gronk. Not Gronk. <laughs> they have Kate. <laughs> Cade Otten oh. and Cole Kieft. Wow. Okay, so David Wells. Sure. Uh, so hey, Durham. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep naming names. Um, keep going. All right. So Dominique Al- Daphne. There you go. The Dominique Daphne. Yeah. Okay. So we got uh, Atlanta's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's got Hayden Hurst? Carolina. Yeah. They're probably two. Yeah. Three you is the ta- Saints. Like Taysom. Three's got to be the same. No, Taysom sucks. Yeah. Uh, three's I, the Saints. I, I don't know anyone from Tampa, so they have yeah, to be four. Yeah, four is definitely. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of any of They were just like, Gronk's coming back, and Gronk's like, did Brady retire? Yeah, well, I'm out. Hard pass. Yeah, um, yeah Tampa's by far and away. Jesus. They don't have a starter at that no, spot. They don't. they don't have a guy I even could know. No. At all. The Lions' backup tight end could be their starter. Absolutely. Brock Wright or James Mitchell could be their best tight end. Honestly, Zilstra probably could. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's bad. bad. All right, uh, lineman room. This good luck here. Yeah, boy. We'll have some fun here. Sure. Um, let me know how many guys you know. Honestly. Okay, got it. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Atlanta okay. Falcons. They got Jake Matthews. Know him. Former first round pick, but he's old as shit. Mm-hmm. Matthew uh, Bergeron. Yep. Drew Dahlman. Nope. Chris Lindstrom. Just got paid. Big good guard for them. Caleb McGarry. No. First round pick from 2019. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that was their line. They got a lot of invested in there, though. They have a lot of invested in there, a lot of first round picks. Yeah, uh, the Carolina Panthers have Ika McQuanru. Yep, Icky. Yep. Yep. Former first round pick. Brady Christensen. Okay. Bradley Bozeman. Bozeman's not bad. Austin Corbett. Yep. And Taylor Moton. Moton. Yep. Moton. Yep. Moton. Yep. Yeah, that's actually not bad. Low key, like that's actually pretty solid. The New Orleans Saints. They have Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. Andrus Pete. Very good. Eric McCoy. Yep. Cesar Ruiz. Yep. And Ryan Ramstick. That's a really good O line. I mean, they lost Armstead, but they drafted Penning. I think he was early too, right? Trevor Penning was. Um Yeah, first round pick in twenty. Thank you. Right. As I say, um uh and so there there's nothing but first, second round picks it's, on that. It's four first rounders and Eric McCoy was a second. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like Cesar Ruiz from Michigan obviously can play center and then I think that's probably your number one line just based on the amount of investment alone. And they've always they've always drafted the Saints got screwed because they drafted too well. 
mm-hmm. is really what happened because they had to pay all those guys. I mean, when you take Lattimore and Alvin Kamara in the same draft, yeah. that's really tough to I know. Like, oh, shit. That's, that's like my long-term problem with both Seattle and the Lions. I know. Where it's I'm like, like you're, you're going to get to a point. You're where, hitting on too many of these. Yeah, players. you're getting to a point where it's like, so I have to pay Aiden, the entire offensive line, all the second. Yeah, right. Cool. Great. Okay. And golf's getting fifty. Million. And golf's gonna get fifty. Cool. cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Anyway, back to these lines. And Tampa yeah. has uh, Tristan Wirfs, yep. Matt Feeler, mm-hmm. Ryan Jensen, yep. Cody Mach, yep. and Luke Godek. Yeah. So they, they lost a couple pieces, right? You lost um the guard that was play uh Ali Marpet last year to mm-hmm. uh to retirement as well. That's a big one. Uh so Saints are one. Saints are one. Um Two and three are tough. You could really pick and choose whether or not you want Atlanta or Carolina. I think those are pretty split. I think the I think Tampa's clearly four in this situation. Yeah, I would not. I, I, like I don't. What, yeah. I, I liked what Atlanta put into their offensive yeah, line. Sure, I'll take so Atlanta right there. Yeah. Atlanta being two. Yep. Um, Carolina three. Yeah, Carolina three, and then Tampa four there. Okay. All right. Cool. Fair. So overall. Offenses. I think it's the Saints. Yeah, they have the best O line. You've got the. You've got the, the best third best running back room, but you have the best quarterback, and you have the second best receivers. Yeah, yeah, second best receiver with like second or third tight end room. Yeah, in that in right. the ballpark. Exactly. Not, yeah, they're not they're worse not, than they're anything. Not last in anything. Everyone exactly. else is worse in something. Something. Receivers are bad for a Carol, or for Atlanta, Atlanta, and the quarterback's not very good. Tampa's bad everywhere but receiver. Basically, yeah, basically, um, Carolina would have a fighting chance yeah. if Bryce Young was right. good. Right, like exactly. if, Bryce, if this was his second year, yeah, and we were like, "Oh, hey, hey, listen, he threw twenty-five touchdowns and twelve picks." I go, "Okay, he's clearly a better player than the other this two. Guy, this and guy. it being second, he yes. there would be a much more discussion there. Yeah. But because we have the Bryce Young rating necessarily, right. and I don't love the receivers are all one-year deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Thielen's two, but he could retire. Right? They don't have a true number one wide receiver out there, and you got a lot of injury history and. You have to show that you can block for him, and, yeah. and now we've only seen one preseason game. He got hit like seven times. That's yeah. not a recipe Actually, for success. They played today. Did, did they play the today? today? I did not watch the game. Let today. me tell you his stats for today. Sure, if he even played. As I actually don't know if he yeah. played. he did play. He did went he? three for six, thirty-five yards, and had uh, one sack for seven yards. Great. So he got hit again. I'm sure Frank Reich was loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he also crazy. had one rush for one yard. So I assume he did some kind of QB snake. Yeah. Or he was like, oh, you know, ran out of bounds immediately. Yeah. Cool. So, All right. So Saints definitely have the best offense. Yes. Saints have the best offense. Yep. All right. Heading to defense. All right. All right. Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Front three okay. they have here. They got Clayus Campbell. Yep. Old man Campbell. 37. Uh, they got David Oniamata okay. from New Orleans. Sure. And they got Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, another old guy. Man, they got a lot of old guys. Yep. Uh, moving over to Carolina. Okay. They have also a 3-4 here. So mm-hmm. they got Shy Tuttle, yeah. Mark Juan McCall, Ooh. and Derek Brown. Derek Brown, former top pick. Yep. Yeah. I know a lot of Lions fans wanted him. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people wanted him. All right. The Saints running with their 4-3, having Cameron Jordan, Nathan Shepard, Kalen Saunders, and Carl Granderson. Sure. 
It's not good. They also, I guess I'll name Brian Brise. They drafted yeah, in the first drafted round. Yeah, they drafted him in the first so round. I'll, yep. I'll add that as, yep. a, as a influence there. Yep. And then in uh, Tampa Bay, they run their 3-4. Mm-hmm. They got Kalijah Kansi, first round pick of yep. last year. Yep. Vita Vea yep. and Greg Gaines as their D-line. Okay, so I think personally, I think Tampa's got a better front four. I, I do think too. Vita Vea is a stud. Vita and Vea. And Kansi is supposed to be, you know. Pretty awesome. Yeah, right. So, um, I think he's. I think they're one. Vita Vey is the best player that you listed yes. on the entire list of people. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, after I that, th- every single D line has like one yeah. stud and yeah. a lot of I don't know. Yeah, I think Carolina, outside of Atlanta's just old. Yeah, I think Carolina's probably four. Sure. Um, and then I think it's really dependent on. I think just Cameron Jordan in general is yeah, too. Right. Like Calais Campbell and Grady Jarrett, you're relying a lot on a lot of just like, I hope to God they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I'd be willing to put Saints two mm-hmm. and uh, Atlanta three, but they're close. Yeah. All right. Well, let's add in the linebackers okay. for all these, and then we'll do front sevens okay. here. So. Uh, Atlanta, so they're running with Bud Dupree and one of their outsides. Yeah, they got Caden. They got Caden Ellis, Troy Anderson, and oh. Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, Troy Anderson, man, that is a he, he played a lot of spots in college. Yep. Second round pick in twenty twenty two. Carolina here, they have Justin Houston from yep. Baltimore. Yep. Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson, and Brian Burns. Okay, Brian Burns, I like Shaq Thompson. Just got extended, I believe, yeah. as well. Uh, I'll also kind of throw in Yeter Gross Matos. I don't know if yeah. he plays that much, but he was yeah. kind of a name guy. Yeah, for out sure. I think he's a second round pick coming out of Boise. Yeah. I'll throw him in there, but he's not like super yeah. big by any means. Right. Um, the three linebackers that the Saints have here they have Pete Warner, mm-hmm. Demario Davis, and Zach Bond. That's pretty good. Pretty solid there. And Tampa Demario Bay. Davis is a stud. Yeah. Tampa Bay has Joy Tyron Shoyinka. Yep. Yep, Joe Tyron, yeah. Joe Tyron, sorry. Yep, yep. Uh, Former first-round pick when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Devin White. Yeah. Levante David. Yeah. Shaquille Barrett. Yeah. Wonder who's winning this one. Yeah. So Tampa's one. Tampa's one <laughs> just in front sevens. <laughs> just in general. They're, uh, they're too good. Saints are two. Probably. With that linebacking crew in Camp Jordan. Yep, I think, I think front three seven. is Carolina. Yep, with that uh, linebacking. And four, yep. I would think, is Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Not much to beat there. No. And then the secondaries. Brian Burns is a stud, though. I do like mm-hmm. Brian Burns a lot. That that you know the sad part is is, is is like Tampa's defense is still pretty damn legit. Those are all studs at yeah. all. When we get to these spots. secondaries, I don't think they lost much. In it. I guess no. we'll find out. But, yeah. Um. So at corner, they got AJ Terrell for Falcons. Yep. Safety, they got Richie Grant. Yep. Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, big acquisition. Jeffrey Okuda. Jeffrey Okuda, starter right now. Oh boy. And hope yeah, no one throws well, at him. Guess what? Also, Mike Hughes is out there. Oh man, both Atlanta Falcons out there, or both former Detroit Lions. Yep. Well, that's last. That is that is your second. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina Panthers. They got J.C. Horn. Yeah, they got Von Bell. Nice Xavier Woods, Dante Jackson, and Jeremy Chin. That's not bad. Jer- Jeremy Chin's a stud. I like him a lot. Uh, J.C. Horn. Yeah. Also, C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville huh. is back there too. Is he still there? Yeah. Wow, they got some depth then too. Yeah. All right, New Orleans here. They got Alante Taylor at corner, oh. Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Latimer, and Bradley Roby. It's not bad either. It's not bad. Outside not of the bad. one, the spot, one corner is not great. One corner is not awesome, but a little older though. Definitely, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're like, we're gonna keep trying to win. I don't know why, but you do. Yep. And then the 
Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got Jamal Dean, yeah. Ryan Neal, Antoine Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis third, and D Delani at nickel. Wow. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna say I. I this is not because they're former Lions. Atlanta's four. Atlanta. It, they have to be four. I'm sorry. Like I think one is Carolina. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, kind of I think yeah, a bit. I think they've I think... got good depth. Their safeties aren't great, but they're good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I like J.C. Horn. I like Jeremy Chin a lot. Yeah. Um, Dante uh, Dante Jackson's fast as shit. No. Um, so who are we feeling two and three? Um, probably New Orleans too. Yeah, I know they're older, yes, but they yes. got a lot of I guys. I think I think New Orleans is just they're just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think because I think let me put it this way: like between those two teams, the first pick is Lattimore. Between them, between, and, between them and Tampa, yes. Lattimore is the first pick. Yes, I'd say the second pick is probably Honey Badger. It might be right. So like uh, between yeah. those, just those two. I was, uh, yeah, I'd like, say like Antoine Winfield might yeah. be up there too. Jamel but, Dean's yeah. really good. He just got paid. Jamel Dean's too. Yeah. Right. So you know he, he's no slouch by any stretch. I just think that they're just Marcus a, May is also yeah. pretty. Yeah, pretty Marcus May's not bad. Right, former Jet. Um, I think. I think. I think they edge them out just by a little bit. I just think their highs are just so much better yeah. overall. All right, so that was uh, Atlanta four. Yep. Uh, Tampa three. Tampa three. New Orleans Saints two. Yep. Carolina one. So yep. overall defenses, we have Atlanta four because they were four in front yes. seven and backfield. Yep. They're just not good on this. Yeah, so Tampa's side. got a really good front seven. Yeah. Secondaries. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think New Orleans just two and two. Yeah. On both. They were just right. two and two, right. front seven and back five. Yeah. And Carolina, I think, was one and yeah. or three gonna, and one. Yeah. And one I three. would like to give New Orleans a little bit of, of credit because Dennis Allen is the coach. So he's okay. a defensive minded coach, right? Carolina's got Frank Reich. Uh Falcons got Arthur Smith. Um and Tampa has Todd Bowles, though, right? So that that's that's that you know. For defensively, right, is, is a little bit difficult. But I think the Saints overall, I think, are just a little bit more balanced throughout mm-hmm. as compared to, like, Tampa's front seven is legit awesome. Yeah. But their secondary is just a, is good. Yeah, well, I was going to say, both yeah. both Carolina and Tampa have a one and a three. Right. Saints are just two-two. Two-two, right. So, so they're it's just like, they're both, okay. all their averages are two. Yeah. But when you're going to be going up against... The Eagles, right. Seahawks, Vikings right. next week mm-hmm. in these rankings. I think being two two stands a better chance yeah. than being like one in three, where it's like right. it's the variance, especially going against the top of the mm-hmm. NFC, right. like the Eagles. It's like you have to be mm-hmm. good in every category, not right. just like one category to right. be able to. I agree with you. Yep. I agree so with you. So I think having the Saints, and then that just leads to Saints have the best offense yeah. and mm-hmm. the best defense, right? Yeah, so just by the law of averages. By the law of averages, yep. Saints just win it. Yeah, so. exactly. No, so I think yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the Saints. I think I kind of went in thinking it was going to be the same. I, I thought Atlanta would win more categories. Like mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, I was like, man, they're just so lacking for depth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Carolina's kind of in that weird. Are we rebuilding? But are we going to try to yeah. win? And Tampa's kind of pulling pulling stuff down, yeah. tearing it down a Tampa little. Tampa so. doesn't have a quarterback, and Todd Bowles can't coach, can't be a head coach for whatever reason. He's just yeah. not good at that. So they're doomed. Yeah. yeah. So next week we will have the Saints, Vikings, yep. Eagles, Seahawks. Yes. Doing the same NFC thing. NFC champions, and then they will go head to head against the Chargers. Um, 
we will decide if we're going to do that on the same show or like the next week. Yeah. Because we'll we have like what two weeks left. Like yep. two week it will be next week, the week after, and then the yeah, football right. starts. We may be conference and so, champions and then Super Bowl of rosters probably. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, do we yeah. do it both in one week and yep. then the next the week after that I think we do our prediction for all the games and Correct. everything. Yes. So we might combine both of those. Yep. So, yeah. Sounds good to me. Yep. For sure. So expect so we will have our champion roster next week. Yep. Yeah, for the NFC. For, and the, well, for both, right? You said NFC and the and we're gonna do both in one so day. Gonna, so we're gonna crown an NFC champion and then do and then do Chargers versus that champion. Oh all yeah, in one yeah. Day. that makes sense. I don't know why I was yeah. thinking that there was another week in between. Yes, yeah. we're gonna crown we're gonna an that. NFC champion and then we're gonna crown the best roster. Yeah. We're gonna do all of that next weekend. Yep. And then the weekend of the third, we're gonna right. do our prediction yes. for the all season, all, games. all the games. Yep. And then that leads into the tenth, which will be the first week of the NFL season. Right. And we're probably gonna be talking Lions Chiefs that week because we're playing on Thursday. Yeah, night I football. do have that on the on the list. Yes. Is previewing yes. the game and post game. Yeah, on that I do Sunday think because, because of we have that ten day layover. Right. It'll be good to kind of break down the first time we see these teams, you know, yeah. playing full starters. So that'll be a lot of fun. All right. We're already an hour and 15 minutes in. Let's get to the main yeah. event. Rob of said, the whole I don't know thing. if we're going to make an hour today. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk AEW all in. We're here. Finally, we did it. Yep. Um, the biggest show in AEW history. Biggest show ever. Ever. Actually, Until WrestleMania does it later this year because they've already said they've sold 90,000 tickets. So, yeah. Through both days. So yeah, it's exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did just break uh, 32's record. Yeah. Their actual record. Yeah. Not the. 20,000 added <laughs> plus yeah. at the Silverdome. There's, there's only like 14 people actually at Silverdome, but they just kept every year we hear about it. It's just a new number. Yeah, so it it's is. fine. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. They just broke WrestleMania 32, which I think was like the largest attendance yeah. or one of the two. Right. Or at Dallas, right? Yeah. 32. Yeah. Um, they just broke that. Sure. Why not? Uh, but anyway, all in, right? There's just so much to cover. I don't want to, you know, I, we have the card to go through, but, before we get into that, I do have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, are you underwhelmed by this card? No. With everything that's going on, right, with injuries and everything, right, you're kind of playing the hand that you're dealt. Mm-hmm. Are you underwhelmed at all? Not really. I am a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. I, I just, and I maybe it's because I had expectations of certain matches I thought were going to be on here, and mm-hmm. they're not, right? Mainly Osprey versus Kenny. Makes me upset a little bit. Yeah. Um, Realizing that's a New Japan story, it makes sense why it's not on there. No, I do. Right, exactly. That, also with the fact, okay, well, we have Osprey. We're going to face Jerk. Like, I feel like there's some stories that, like, I don't understand why this match is happening. Sure. I think there is that. Yeah. The thing that's bothering me about the show is, I kind of texted you about it. Yeah. Was So, like, Tony Khan can't win. No, yeah, he's it's definitely basically yeah. it's basically what it comes down to because yeah, yeah. everyone, all the fans, yeah. just want like seven one-on-one matches. Yeah, no shit. That's what they yeah. want. That's give it. Me, yeah, give me a three, three and a half, four hours solid. Yeah, bell to bell, bell to bell, good. and they're good. <laughs> and all the wrestlers, like every wrestler on the entire roster, wants to be on the show. Yeah, so I'm Tony's waiting for like, a battle royal to be announced. Basically. Yeah, so so Tony's like, okay. I'll meet you guys halfway. We'll put a couple yeah. 12 bands in there, like the Stadium St. Pete. We'll yes. do those. We'll try to make you happy, but we'll also put these banger tag matches. Yep. He's trying to make everyone happy. I wish he would just go hard one way or the other right. and just be like, here's seven one-on-one matches right. or here's right. seven battle rows. Yeah, I just, just do one way or the other because they're kind of 50 50 in it, and mm-hmm. it's not I think all-out's hurting them a little bit. Yeah. I, I think some of the injuries – are hurting them. The injuries suck. Yeah. Like Brian, like if you, you know, we heard that rumor. It was supposed to be Brian and Kenny. Mm-hmm. That would have been 
game breaking, right? Yeah. Like that would have been like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Yeah, the only um, yeah th- that would have been awesome. Um, I think they couldn't have done Offspring Kenny here because no. I think what you said yeah, yeah. multiple times of you want the world championship yes, to go on last, correct? You're, you're you wouldn't put that on last with nope. Offspring Kenny. Agreed. I also think, and this is gonna sound, I think you're gonna kind of look a little weird at me for a second. Okay, okay. I love Adam Cole and MJF mm-hmm. together. Okay. But the storyline with them has hurt this match because you don't want them to fight. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in, in some aspects, you're like, okay, well, who's going to win, right? Because I do think you're like, okay, you've added that intrigue, especially with the pre-show thing, which we talked about last week. Um, we'll talk about more too. Right, yeah, in a second. I think that's hurting the overall appeal of this because yeah. it's not a personal issue, mm-hmm. right? If this was Punk and MJF, if this was Moxley and MGF or Moxley and Punk, or if this was Jericho and Kenny, or like a real personal issue. Yeah. I feel like people wouldn't be, I, I feel like the main event wouldn't just be like, okay, that's going to be solid, right? Like, yeah. that's where I'm kind of getting that. I so, think it's going to tear the house down. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like, the, th- the, in thing, the anticipation. The thing about it is, I think the zero hour, which yeah. we can just like jump into, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do other yeah, yeah. points. Yeah, yeah let's is the zero hour yeah. is going to really make determine or break it, it determine yes. the main event yes. level of intrigue? Yep. Because if nothing happens in zero hour and they just confused. went out there, yeah. had a fifteen minute match, win or lose, yeah. generally doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. and they just kind of walk off and they're like, "We're still friends." I would be like, "I don't get it. Why?" Yeah. Like I feel like a turn has to happen mm-hmm. to then make the face heel. Well, and we're thing yeah, and out. we're dictating time to to like Aussie Open jumping MJF and Adam Cole right when things were starting to get a little testy right in the yeah. promo, and I was like, why? I go, no, like we're let's build some heat. We have a week, mm-hmm. you know, like no, let's let's start to see those cracks a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, in a perfect world, I'd like to see them win that match against Aussie Open, but accidentally, if that makes any sure. sense, where like where it's like, oh. Like MGF turns or Adam Cole turns, but they still win them. And then you go, so you have something post main event to go into. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we have these two personalities still together, but now they're not friends. How does that dynamic work? And I, selfishly, right, I think it'd be cool to, you know, do something where, you know, a Ring of Honor's worth watching or something, right? The pay per view, there's a story of some sort to be worth. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, the thing of just like, Two friends being like, right? We're like, gonna look, we're gonna fight each other. Yeah. yeah, like I think even the promo that they did mm-hmm. in the ring, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, like doing the promo against each other at like when you finish the promo and you go, that was good. We did a good yeah. job there. Yeah, just kind of was like, okay, so like it, you're like saying it's fake. Yeah, exactly. By doing right. it like yeah. that. There's no personal heat here. There's nothing. You're just like, we're gonna go do a wrestling promo right now. Yeah, and you felt that, and, and yeah, you felt yeah. that where yeah. like you really wanted to just—they're going out there and they're like, "I hate you," and I'm gonna go beat the shit out of you. I want to be world champion. I want to be the I world, cha- world champion. Yeah, but okay, like, they, yeah, they were just like, "We're cutting promos," and afterwards, it was like, right. "Good job, buddy. That, that was yeah, really exactly. good." I'm like, I'm like, I want to acknowledge yeah. that it is a yeah. promo. Why do I see you guys at a Denny's later? Right? Like, yeah. you don't want to see that. So okay, that, let's that was, get into that it. was some of the stuff. But yeah, so on the pre-show, yep. Um, the only match announced on the pre-show, I think they said it was the only match going to be on the pre-show. I, who knows if they add more. I mean, if, if let's rest- just hope Adam Cole doesn't get a concussion yeah. pre-show. If, <laughs> if if wrestlers want to be on the card, put them on the pre-show. Just throw 70 matches on the pre-show. Yeah. No one's going to really watch do it. Do the WWE Battle Royal thing. That's what they do. Yeah. On the pre-show. Yeah. Um, yeah. This tag match is going to be on the pre-show. I don't think we get a finish here. I, 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 I don't care who. I just want yeah. something to happen right. on it. That's yeah. all, literally all I want to see. Next. Next. Um, all right. So we have Darby Allen 
and Sting. Sting! Sting! Taking on uh, A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland. A.R. Fox a, is the most random person to have in this, yeah, by the way. Uh, in a coffin tag team match. Sure. I don't know what that means. Sting and Darby go over. Absolutely. There you go. Fine. Yeah. Sounds good. Darby can't lose the week before he challenges for the TNT title. Would have killed for Swerve versus Orange Cassidy in the worst way. Yeah. For the international championship. But instead, he's in the six-man, so that's fine. Too. Or no, he's in the stupid he's stadium in the stampede. Man. Yeah, whatever. Next. All right, speaking of six-mans, yeah. we have Bullet Club Gold, yeah. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kenoshki Takeshika taking on the golden elite of Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and <gasps> Kota Ibushi. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about this match. Had no reason to be here. It will be a banger, though. That, that was my. That's the thing about this show where I'm, I'm hesitant to, like, this trash is, it too much this because is, I know the in-ring work is going to be really good. This is still. the ultimate AEW building a card example mm-hmm. of, wow, none of these matches have any build, but after the show, you're going to be like, that was awesome. Yeah, I would have think, I still would have preferred um, a singles with Takeshita. I think it would have helped the feud. See, and here's the thing is, you like you said, yeah. the all-out thing might yeah. hurt it. I right. think that match comes at all-out. And you, you could very well be, and maybe the result, like, I think it's I wouldn't almost, be shocked if Takeshka pins Kenny to set up Kenny Takeshka I almost all wish all-out was a week ahead of this. Because it I want feels to like, too. yes, because it feels like we're, we'll have to build stuff for the next week. And I go, this is the show that's big. Yeah. You're going to Chicago for the umpteenth time for All Out. No one gives a shit. Yeah. This is the card that no, matters. I, was, I literally was thinking that, too. I was like, yeah. this would be so much better. If it was flipped. flipped. Right. Because people would be like, I can't believe you're going to do this. And you're going to run a pay-per-view. And then you're going to try to run this $80,000 thing. I go, yeah, but it, you can use that pay-per-view as a massive television show to build towards this bigger show. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. I think this match is going to be awesome. On paper, while it's got a lot of people in it, it's like fine. I, I don't love the Bullet Club Gold being in there because they have no real association with Takeshita mm-hmm. or Don Callis. I, let's remember that fact later on. Um, but I think the match and the people in it are fantastic. Uh-huh. So it's going to save it. Yeah. But there's no story outside of the two people in it, and I don't understand that part of it. Sure. So, All right. Yeah. All right. We got Stadium Stampede. We got, let me just name you these random people. In this okay, one. let's do it. All right, so we got, yeah, can you name them? That's Eddie the Kingston's question. back. Yippee! So we got the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, Eddie <laughs> Kingston, the Lucha Brothers, and Orange Cassidy. The most, that, like, hey, who's a baby face? Raise your hand. You, 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 and you. You're going to be on the paper. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's what he did. Taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. We got to have the Blackpool Combat Club on this show, so I Ooh. need baby faces. Yes. Claudio, John Moxley, Wheelie Utah, and three mystery people that haven't been announced yet. I can't even. Which is I've probably going to be Pride and Powerful and name someone. I don't know who else. Maybe. Be. I have no idea. I, I don't know what who the hell they're going to put in there. Um, I don't know, like a third. Like, I was like, that's a tag team, sure. But I don't know if, I have uh, no idea one, I don't know if it's Santana or Trees. One of them, they really fucked their knee up. Yeah. So unless they're cleared. I thought they both were cleared. Yeah. Is what I last saw because I um, was counting for them, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know what three heels you're going to have ready to go. Like, I, if it's going to be like Daddy Magic and that other guy and mm-hmm. some other random schmuck, I'm going to lose. My, like Daniel Garcia, I'm going to be really pissed. And I yeah. like Daniel Garcia, by the way. I just, it probably will be, but yeah, um, I can't yeah. imagine they pull anyone cool to be in here. I don't. This match very much feels like, okay, who are the stars of the show? Okay, well, Orange Cassidy is super over. He's got to be on the show somewhere. Yeah. 
Okay, John Moxley and Black Blackpool Comic Club got to be on the show. Yeah, this is a definition of. I know we every fan on earth bitches about having like fifteen matches. Yeah. But if you split all these people and had like three separate matches, uh-huh. it would be so much better. Yeah. But the match then then you get into okay, there's like fourteen matches on this card, which right. I, I and understand. there's a couple matches where you go, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't yeah. need this. So you want to put yeah. all these people on, but like putting together like Moxley and Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. putting together the Lucha Bros versus like Wheeler and Claudio or something yep. like yep. just putting separate pieces together would be a lot of fun in this. Honestly, if Pac was not hurt, I would have much just preferred Moxley, Wheeler, and Claudio versus Death Triangle yeah. and just went on my merry way. Yeah. It, w- it would have been like, better. Best but- friends don't belong in this. I understand that Trent got a big win in a triple threat a couple weeks ago. I get it. Whatever. But it's like those guys don't are not nearly at the same level as the rest of those guys in yeah. that list. Like at all. Yeah. No. So that's why I'm yeah. like it's a, it's annoying but yeah, it'll be there. fine. I, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's not enough people that I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, you know, on the Blackpool, are like, are they bad guys? They're they're bad guys, but they're, they're, people people cheer them. They still. are the cool bad guys. They're like yeah. the shield. They're yeah. like they're like bad guys and they're secure, but they're cool as shit. So sure. they're fun. Yeah. Uh, the match that makes no sense, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. Okay, so yeah, is Will Ospreay with Don Callis or is he not with Don Callis? Uh, generally, he's not. Unless he needs to be. No God. Yeah, I just yeah. not not. I no, don't. I don't he doesn't know. need it. Um, it really I don't doesn't. understand the reasoning behind him attacking Jericho. Yeah, right? I don't. Wait, like, so the segment makes no sense. None. Like, like logistically, if this was gonna be, if it made sense, it would be Takeshita. Yeah. Against Jericho. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. It just yeah, it just makes no sense that like. He can't. You know what's funny? I was yeah. sitting here, yeah, and I knew it was like the rumored match, and they were doing this whole thing. I was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if Osprey just walked out?" And he literally <laughs> ran out the second I said it, which I thought was funny. Yeah, right. But I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, "Did Don Cow just have him like sitting out there and just going? If this turns south, yeah. Well, he thought it was going to turn south, right? So that that was the whole plan with the painting and the whole yeah. nine yards. So the other thing too is right for me is in this situation, mm-hmm. right." It almost feels like at that point it should have been Jericho aligning himself with Kenny mm-hmm. against Don, it, like it, and you know, Takeshita I mean? and Will or Takeshita something, or or whoever, right? Yeah, because yeah. then it's like, okay, I'm gonna join forces with Kenny Omega now, and I'm gonna face Takeshita and whoever else you can bring, and then you call out Osprey and goes like, listen, I don't work for this dude, but I, I'll I'll always yeah. take a chance to beat up on Kenny Omega or something, mm-hmm. right? But this just feels like you know what'd be cool. Jericho and Osprey, and I think this match is actually going to live up to the hype. So Jericho's going to put his working pants on. So here's, and he, this is the part where everyone on Twitter was making me really angry, yeah. and I hope it's not Will Osprey bias on this one. Yeah, yeah. But the way Will Osprey works yeah. is the same way that Rollins works in WWE, yeah. where I literally put him with Anybody. I don't care who. Yeah. The match will be good. And here's the thing, Jericho when he wants to, yeah, can go still. It's like Brock, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Which did you see? Brock and Cody got four and a half stars. By the way, it did. I was like, wow. Um, but Brock Lesnar story was really good. Brock Lesnar can. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. Um, I was there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Brock, right when he wants to, mm-hmm. can put his working boots on. Absolutely right. And so stuff like that, where I think Jericho is going to go out and he's going to have a little point to prove because everyone's already moaning and bitching. Uh huh. And I'm I was one of them, not from the fact that it's him and Jericho. It's just the story doesn't. No, the make story sense. makes no sense. Right. But I think 
I was getting annoyed with the people bitching that the match is going to be awful. Right, I go. Because I was like, here's the at worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Jericho can stand there, throw Osprey at the ropes. He'll do his handstand, yep. backflip kick right. thing. Jericho literally just has to stand there and fall down. Right. And it will look cool. Right. Like, Osprey can do such crazy things. Mm -hmm. He'll just make stuff look cool. Right. And yeah. Jericho just has to stand yeah. there. So at worst case scenario, he just has to stand there. If he puts his working boots on and really wants to go... Mm -hmm. With Osprey, yeah, it's. It, I think it's gonna be. Really I think good, this but. whole show is a microcosm of we're just gonna let the fans carry it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And we're just gonna ride. Oh, on that the fan that wave. London crowd for the crowd's gonna be, be crazy, crazy, right? So. We've we've seen it, and I think they're taking a page out of WWE's book. We're like, we need to start going to some places we haven't been to in a while or have never been because WWE's riding a wave. Like we talked about, right? Backlash and stuff. Who gives a shit? But that Puerto Rican crowd mm -hmm. is like, we're just happy that anybody's here. Cool. I think they're very much relying, especially for a match like this with Osprey being from over there. You're like, just ride it, and that match it's going to be like Hogan Rock. It may not be technically very good, but the crowd is going to be so into it. You're mm -hmm. going to be like, I'm going to get sucked into it by default. Yeah. All right. So we have three matches left. They're all championship matches. Yeah. Before we get to them, uh, what else is going to be on the show that I haven't said yet? Do we think like Punk's going to be on the show? Do oh yeah, think, Punk and Joe. I like, think Punk, Punk and Joe, Joe are going to be there. Be on this. I think Punk and Joe is definitely going to be on this. Now, before they did the whole I'm the real world champion schmoz, mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping this was going to be for the television title just because I was like, why the fuck not? I think it adds some intrigue because otherwise I don't think that Joe wins. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why this match is happening. You mm -hmm. gave it away on free television like a month ago. No. So I don't understand why. And if you were, why would you not take the television title off of Joe and make it for the real world championship? Mm-hmm. That does just, I just feel like we're missing opportunities at things yeah. because we don't want to take the television title that means nothing off of Samoa Joe. I don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Punk wins that match unless there's a something else, Ricky Starks or somebody else related mm. that interferes. Yeah. Only, Ricky Starks doesn't have a ma uh, match on this show, by the way. Mm. Yeah. And the only other one is like the. Uh, the trios titles. Yeah, I think still, that's saved for. But all I think out. that's an all out thing because yeah, they got. I was gonna bitch about that. But I go, all right, they got to have something for all out. Yeah, right. And I think I think that match would be really good for all out, yes. especially if the acclaim get the win. Yeah, I would get the for crowd sure. pretty hot. So I was thinking that's an all out thing. Too. Yep. All right, so I don't think there's any other stories. Well, I, don't I mean, think they so. just they just throw random things out there these days. So yeah. it, like, yeah, there well, could be seven well, more matches by next week. No so shit. We'll you're see, not we'll wrong. See. You're definitely not but, wrong. We found out about Stadium Stampede like 48 hours ago, and yeah. that's not an exaggeration. No. Yeah. So uh, the AEW Women's Four Way Match. It'll be a clusterfuck. Which will be it's going to be a clusterfuck, but it is the best possible thing you can do. Yes. Because agreed. there's nothing else you can do. Agreed. Is having Hikaroshida, Soraya. Tony Storm and Britt Baker. I think in Paige the ring wins together. this match, by the way. I also or Soraya. Think, I think I think Soraya's gonna she win. Wins, she wins in her home. She wins in her home country. She's gonna get yeah. it done. That's gonna be the big pop and like, oh, Paige yep. Yep. champion. Soraya's did it off the neck injury, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then you start the feud with Tony at some point where they yeah. break up the three and we're just go sure. about her merry way. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, everyone bitching about this one. I was like, all right, name me something else. No, oh, yeah, you can't. There's, There's literally nothing, else, nothing else you could do because no. you don't have Jamie. You can't say Jamie Hayter because she's hurt. Yep. You can't say uh, Sasha Banks because she's hurt. Yep. Nothing else you could do. Nope. So. Nope. Got to deal. This with is it. the best you got. You got your best four women. You literally the most have four over people you have. Yeah, you have your three best in-ring women right now, and Soraya, who's really over. Yep. That, that's what she's, you have. She's in got this. the name value. She's got the name value. So yep. that's all. That's that's all this is. Pretty much. All right. 
co-main event here. Will this happen? That's a fun question. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have uh, obviously the World AEW World Tag Team Championships. We have the Young Bucks and we have FTR. Going into this match, you're like banger city mm-hmm. until one Cash yeah. Wheeler said. Let me pull a gun on someone. Yeah, exactly. So Cash Wheeler getting arrested, turned himself in today as on Friday morning, right? Got arraigned, $2,000 bond, right? He's not going to prison. He didn't get his passport taken away. So I would lend myself to believe this match is taking place. Yes. Uh, If it doesn't... Man, does that really suck ass on so many levels. Um, Does it... Do anything for you, assuming the match takes place, mm. okay? And we texted about this. I was like, here, you got three options. Assuming, like, this was going to be worse than I thought it was, right? Um, it was, they're going to take the titles off them, and you're going to crown new champs at the pay-per-view. They're going to lose them this week, and then you're going to have to hurry up and book something new. Or three, they're just going to go with the match. Looks like that's going to be the option. Mm-hmm. Does it affect it? Because I think they were going in pretty 50-50, Mm-hmm. Does it move the needle one way or the other where it's like, okay, well, the Bucks have to win now, right? Because there's no way they're going to just keep the titles on FTR with Cash Wheeler having flashed a gun in, at somebody at a traffic stop mm-hmm. because he got a little enraged on the road. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I don't think... Um, I, don't I was think... leaning Bucks anyway going in. See, I was leaning FTR going okay. in. Yeah. And so I'm actually... I'm just very intrigued it's because it's like you I swerve everybody and go, oh, they're keeping the titles yeah. on them. Well, okay. like, because, and I know this might be just a WWE thing, but WWE, like, there's a lot of things that happen to people in WWE, and like, like Jay and Jimmy specifically, <laughs> they just kept like, the titles and on they them. just kind of keep the titles on them, and it yeah. gets brushed on her like nothing happened. Yeah. So, like, if nothing crazy happens from this, yeah. I could I could see the same situation happening where it's for like, sure it's not uh, it's like okay like, worst timing ever it really is like the worst possible timing you could have yeah. but um I don't think it's going to change the match outcome okay. unless something crazy happens the okay. next couple of days where it's like right. oh he's we going to jail or his or he passport can't, or he can't or, go or he can't go then yeah. something crazy might happen mm-hmm. but if he does go and the match happens it actually builds more intrigue to this match yeah and bit. I don't really in, think in the build for this match has been very good. I think it's like, oh, well, it's going to be the dream match. And listen, I will take a dream match. We are very clear on this. I will take good tag team matches. If it's the same four dudes, I don't care. I will take it. However, FTR has been chance for a hot minute. They have some really good title defenses now, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like their first run, right? Bullet Club Gold, that was a phenomenal tag title match. The MGF and Adam Cole, great match. Mm -hmm. Um, Big Bill and Brian Cage, not so much, but nonetheless. Um, Can't can't win them all. (laughs) And you got the Bucks, right? They're awesome. Yep. This match is going to be the best match on the show. In ring-wise, yes. Yeah, it's just, it just is. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to lean Bucks here mm-hmm. ju- just based on all the factors. You know, I was already kind of thinking it was like a 55-45 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be upset either way. I love matches like this in some capacity, and we'll talk about that same thing with the main event. But we're like, I mean, do I have technically a rooting favorite? Maybe I think I'm probably gonna be rooting for FTR, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna be upset if the Bucks win. So I don't know. I think my logic brain and my Booker brain thinks that the Bucks are gonna take it here. I think they founded the company, biggest show of the year. I feel like it's almost like, hey, I think we should win the titles. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I. I think yeah. it's literally as close down the middle. 
and I, I love really that. I really way. do. I love that thought. I love that feeling of going into a match and you just go, I don't know what's going to happen. It yeah. doesn't happen enough in wrestling anymore because we're so in tune to what's going on backstage and what's all mm-hmm. the plans. So yeah. when you have matches like this, it's so nice. Yeah. And I think it's it's nice when you have you don't know and it's it, you don't feel like it's like the end of the world if one side loses. Right. Like yes. I think the Roman Cody one right. at like, Mania. We were like so like, heavy Cody. It's like I felt Cody. It was like realistically it could be either. Yeah. But you just wanted one side so bad. Yeah. This one is like Either way, either, I'm going to be happy way, because, because they're both awesome. Yeah. And all yeah. out, they'll probably have another tag match with like the Lucha Bros or something. I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, that would be awesome too. Like, right. it won't matter. So, right, exactly. Um, no, for sure. I, I'm in total agreement. So, yeah, I'll, I'll lean FTR to be different. But all right, I, you're taking FTR. I'm taking the box. Yeah, it could be go either way. Yep. Super CAC. Super CAC. If they, uh, over under like 12 and a half. Same super You know what's funny? I said the same. I was thinking about that, and I remember they did that one time. Remember that it was the Ring of Honor show where Adam Cole joined the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and they, the Bucks had a match, and they had the super kick counter, and they didn't do it one time in their match. And they didn't do any. They was at zero. And I was like, that was wild. But then they came out at the end, and they hit like 40 on like Kyle O'Reilly and Jay Lethal and shit when, mm-hmm. when, when Cole joined the Bullet Club, and I thought it was the funniest like low key swerve, like not the, the cold joining was huge, obviously, but like the fact that they did none in their whole match, and then went out and did like fifty, thought it was the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Plus or minus, what did you say, twelve? Twelve and a half. Over. Over. They're gonna get thirty five minutes. That's true. One a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just have a spurt of like five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like Sixty of them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, main event time. Will it actually main event? With this card, it, it definitely it, it definitely should. Especially, well, there could have been an argument made for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I would honestly, like, if you really wanted to go there, but yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be able to follow it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about how, like, I think going into the show, there's, like, four matches I could think of that could mm-hmm. be a main event for this show. Yeah. That tag match would be one of the four. Yeah, but now um, with the The other stuff. two matches aren't even happening on this show, so yeah. it's one of the two. So Don't remind me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega, the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, you're in a six, man. It's fine. Okay. Um, breathe. No. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you can't get him an Osprey at every show. No shit. Um, I know I would want that, but you can't get it every time. Cole, MJF, your boy MJF, my boy Cole, going at it. They're going to be the Ring of Honor tag champs walking in. Sure. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't care. Triple B's on the line. Triple B. Um, I love the pairing. I really, I, I really like the, fa- the the way we got here. Like I said earlier, though, right? I do think it's taken away from the match itself because oh. you're like, well, I like them together, right? And mm-hmm. uh, do I want MJF to lose? Not really. Do I want Adam Cole to lose? I've never wanted Adam Cole to lose ever in the history of my life. So it's like, you know, what do you do? Um, I'm fascinated by this. I do think it's kind of a pick em. I I think that this storyline, while as popular and as enjoyable it has been, I think it's hurt Adam Cole's momentum as the top baby face. Um, Kenny notwithstanding, obviously, because he's kind of like in his own like world, you know, yeah, a little he's like bit too good. To... Well, it's not even that, but it's just like any Kenny is like a Rollins or a Cena or something where you just go at any point in time, I can just throw Kenny in the main event and it's going to sell yeah. right where other guys you kind of like there's got to be some sort of story, you know, um, I thought Cole coming out of the injury. I thought he was going to be the biggest baby face and he's probably number two. I would say right now. I, I don't know. Is MGF two? I, I, I don't know, but um. I thought he was going to be a bigger baby face and a lot more momentum, especially after that time limit draw. I was like, okay, here we go. And then they kind of took a weird detour with this 
combination thing. Um, so I don't really know. I don't know how to feel about this match. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Um, I thought the last one they had was really good. Yep. I just I don't know how to feel about it. So I'm I'm cautiously excited okay. about it because I think it could get stupid really mm-hmm. quickly, and we have a shit finish where he just MJF cheats to win, and I'm going to go. All right, well, lather, rinse, repeat. You know, we have a new champion. That'd be pretty fucking cool. If we don't, but we have more story development, that's cool too. I just, honestly, worst case scenario for me is MJF turns in the main event, cheats to win. I'm going to be pissed Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be like, we had all this time and that's what we came up with Mm -hmm. was just the same thing we did at Forbidden Door, the same thing we did to win the title. Everything's been the same, right? He cheats to win. He beats, cheats to beat Ricky Starks. Like at some point, if you're just going to beat him, fucking beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my only thing where I'm going to like leave my couch because we're going to watch it at my house and I'm not gonna, and I'm going to be like actively like, well, that was kind of shitty. That's a mm-hmm. shitty way to go off of your biggest show ever. Anything mm-hmm. outside of that, I'm cool. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, I think MGF is going to win. Yeah. I'm pretty steadfast in that. Yeah, and, and he very um, well could. I'm kind of like whole like of a 5% hoping it's just going <laughs> to be like Cole, Roddy and yeah. Matt Taven and I do and, think and there's a good chance. I think that, that, that would be happens. fucking sweet. I, I do think there's a good chance Legit that group happens. Awesome. Um, I may cry a little because I like all four of those guys. Yeah, but I think there is still more to the MGF World Title picture. Very well, could be. Which yeah, I'm I'm not going to say names. Uh, uh, CM Punk's going to be there somewhere. I, know. I hate that and, they're building to that. And I think like everyone knows that they're building to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen at full gear. Probably, if I had to guess. I don't know. Is Punk going to be around long enough? He keeps yeah. shooting shots at people. Yeah, shooting shots at people. People aren't allowed in the building now. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know what um, Matt Hardy did to people, but apparently he's not allowed in the building either now. <laughs> the roster has like seven don't, people that, That's dynamite stuff. We're here on collision. Okay, calm it down there. Same friend. No shit. Um, yeah, no, I think I think Tony Khan wants his MGF CM Punk. He wants his summer of Punk so badly. Mm-hmm. It is insane to me. And I think... It's probably been my number one bugaboo about him as a booker mm-hmm. is I think he's so connected to certain talent where he's like, I just love CM Punk. I just love Samoa Joe. And I'm like, I I, I don't see it. You yeah. know, Punk maybe, but Joe, I don't at all. Mm-hmm. You know I'm like? I just love these guys. And I go, okay, well then do something with them. Mm-hmm. Having them with the belt in their hands and not winning and, and disappearing from television for six months is not doing that. And especially the Punk thing. I don't know how Punk, Tony Khan can be like, I trust Punk. For how long? Until he gets pissed off again, and then he, he berates you in front of you, in front of everybody, yeah. and tells you to go go fuck yourself. Yeah, basically. So, uh, But yeah, no, I think I think he's going to run that, that Punk-MGF match. And then once we get to that point, I'll go, I have no idea who wins that match, but we'll get there when we get there. But uh, I think how the match goes... Yeah, I don't know. Who I, knows? I don't know who turns. I, I don't know literally, we're at the point where either guy could turn. We're at the point where... Either guy could try to cheat mm-hmm. to try to win. Mm-hmm. Like I could see a world where Adam Cole is oh, like rolls him up, pulls the tights, foot on the rope. He MJF yeah. kicks out, looks and goes, "You were cheating to beat me." Right. Like, and it kind of breaks their spirits together. Oh, like, yeah. There's a thousand different things they could do for mm-hmm. this match if they wanted to. I just think at the end of the day, MJF's gonna walk out as champion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more of that thing. Like I said, I I just want there to be story. Yeah, coming out of it. That's my sure. only ask, right? That's it, right? Give me something to make me want to watch all out, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's really the it at this point, right? Is yeah. okay, 
we're going here, biggest show. I get it, right? We we kind of been hurt a little bit with the injuries and off the off the ring stuff or off the field stuff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, just give me story to make me excited to come back and watch television every single week. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking for. All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. It was a long one. We appreciate you sticking us with uh, sticking with us. Um, next week. We're gonna be talking. Uh, we're gonna do our NFC champions and crown the best divi- or best roster in the NFL. Um, we're kind of probably gonna be talking. You know, we'll do a wrestling check in before all in for sure, uh, and maybe doing some Lions talk as well as we kind of wrap up the preseason. All that coming next week. We appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of the missing whale man, he's the Merc. So Mike Merkel, I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys as always next time. <laughs>